it's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsoneBay.com. I got the keys ready to come in and comment on the music. Tony. What is his name? Is Tony. He's about to be <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit of this. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. To my left, he is our riddle. Inside of an enigma, trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He is our silent assassin. Jay. Hey, what's up? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ambient noise. <laughs> Say what's up again, Jay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> we might need us to just switch that mic, huh? No, this is my mic. That is your mic? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, wire is not good. That's the same wire that we usually use, though. Um, that's yeah. the one I had trouble with last week. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's the wire. Oh. Why are you giving me the wire? I, I don't know that there's know that a one. wire that's the wire. But Let me, uh, cover, everybody listening, cover your ears. What? Oh, I didn't hear anything. Talk again? Hey, what's up? There you go. Better. There we go. Um, yeah, that's Jay. Across from me, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic <coughs> Forum, and engineer extraordinaire. He's a nine vulnerable roller and and resident strongman. <laughs> he's Moses Magnum. Hello. As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes, most times, I can't see. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We've got a great show for you today. I, sh- I should have mentioned that <laughs> before we go further. We have a great show. You know how I know? Uh, because we're going to be talking to you guys about Marvel's Daredevil. We're also going to be talking to you uh, or bringing you reviews of As the Gods Will, We Can Never Go Home, 
and convergence. And we're going to give you the latest and greatest comic book news out there, period. So we got all that happening on today's Fantastic Forum, along with whatever else you guys want to talk about. And we'll tell you how it is you can let us know in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's and the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you have to do is give them a call at 305-388-3198. In fact, they will send comic books directly to your door. You let them know what it is that you want. You make sure that it's a $10 minimum purchase, and they will ship comic books anywhere in the continental U.S. for the low, low, flat fee of $5. So give them a call at 310 310- Five three eight three one nine eight. Let's say you don't like regular comic books. Say you're more of a trade paperback, more of a graphic novel kind of person. Jeffries has those too. In fact, if you order three and mention Fantastic Form, you know what they're going to do? They're going to give you a fourth one for free. So why don't you call them at 310-538-3198. Indeed. Also, I should mention that you can talk to Fantastic Forum. We do that here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can go ahead and jump on Skype, which is the free internet soft phone. It only takes a few minutes to download if you don't have it already. You can put Fantastic Forum in your contacts, hit the green button, and you know what's going to happen? You're going to become the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. That's what's going to happen. And you can let us know what it is that you want to talk about. You can talk to us about what we're talking about. We can talk to you and ask you questions. It'll be an interesting, interesting time. We also have uh, the All Games chat room. Chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat where you can take. We'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show. Such as uh, Tiger Claw, who says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? I'm surprised you guys aren't at the Avengers Age of Ultron red carpet premiere, which is happening right now. Oh, we got a show to do. I'm surprised by that, too. I'm not surprised. We turned it down because we got to be here for the people to listen. Wow. We don't do, we don't just leave the show willy nilly. <laughs> willy nilly. Unless it's nine o'clock. <laughs> willy nilly. Then we're out. I like, I like how the willy nilly. Wow. It's like, I'm pretty sure that they're probably wondering where we are. Well, we, we should just broadcast live from there next time. Maybe for Infinity War. Actually, for I do have an app for that. We have an app for where they're wondering where we are? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, for broadcasting from there through a cell phone. Oh, gotcha. And there's an app for that, people. In case you're wondering. Now you know. Yeah. But no, we're not there, Target Claw. I don't know what to tell you. It's a travesty, I know. But no, I mean, I will say this. Uh, we we kind of, we've been doing really well, like, week to week. The archives, the archives been going up all right. And, you know, everything, everything's been going pretty good. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're going all right. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're broadcasting from Belize. <laughs> Directly. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but like, I, I kind of feel like, I feel like, even if they were like, oh, come, which, you know, we would definitely be like, 
we gotta go. But we'd be like, well, how are we gonna make the show happen? Well, everybody would have to stay up past like ten o'clock so we could <laughs> give you the, you know, the dirt. Well, yeah. Right after, do a Age of Ultron premiere wrap up. It, it's it's a early for a premiere for that, isn't it? I mean, you premieres, I mean, we're two weeks out. I thought premieres are usually like a week out, like a week and a half. Eh, who cares? You know Disney. All prepared and stuff. All got it together. Joe, Joe, Joe doesn't care. Yeah. Joe's like, forget Age of Ultron. Joe, are you excited about Avengers Age of Ultron at all? Um, well, the thing is, I'm not sure how many movies I'm going to get to watch next month. Like, due to budget constraints, I may only get to see one movie in May. Uh-huh. And so, if that's the case, I will probably skip Avengers. For what? For Poltergeist. Oh, you're such... Uh, I don't even... Look, you're lucky you have tenure as my friend. I swear <laughs> to God, I'd fire you. I would. I would. Why would you go see Poltergeist instead of Avengers, Joe? The clown does look pretty um, good. Because Poltergeist is fucking awesome. There's this huge sky, the the you know the huge billboards that like cover buildings. They have one of those with the clown, the evil clown, that says, "What do you fear?" Poltergeist, May twenty second. I'm like, I kind of need to see that. You know what? You should. We should just send you over to Zombie Cast. You like that show better than ours anyway. No. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's like, we do a show about comic books, Joe. You can't not see Avengers. But apparently you can, because Joe's like, eh, I only can see one movie. Guess it's going to be Poltergeist. Same I'll way see, how I was like, Joe. I'll see you in June. I was like, Joe. Joe, we're going to talk about Daredevil today. Make sure you watch some Daredevil. What did Joe do? Watch Steven Universe. Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was the season two finale. But, Joe, it's not going anywhere. You watch it on demand. Season two finale. I'm just saying. It's like you could have watched it after the show. Season two finale. I don't understand. Of Steven Universe. So, Joe has one episode of Daredevil to talk about. Which, uh, well, no, I'm uh, super excited because no, uh-uh. Wait, I no, found out today. European doesn't count, it turns out. Season three has already started. Of what? Steven Universe. Man, no one gives a damn about Steven Universe. Even though there was a lot of Steven Universe cosplay at friggin' Watch. Well, if it's anything like comics, they don't watch Steven Universe. They just cosplay (laughs) it. That's funny. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Side splitting. I will say, I saw a Lapis Lazuli cosplayer. I don't know what that means. Neither That's the, the gem that uh, controls water. Why? Why does a gem control water? That doesn't make any sense. That's because you don't watch the show. Oh, okay. If it was controlling reality, that's something. That I understand. Or the soul. But water—that's ridiculous. Disney doesn't <laughs> believe in souls. Oh, Disney. Well, that's just because they're soulless. Look, Disney. Disney. Believes in souls. They eat no, they them. Don't. They eat them all the time. They That's don't. why there's no soul gem. Their favorite. There is a soul gem. Not in the Disney version. How do you know? 
I was told that there are six gems. Who told you? You told me that, didn't you? Because that horrible no, cartoon. You're the one that told me that they they only you have five. In that horrible cartoon, there were only five. I know there were only five in the cartoon. But I was told in, in the... that terrible cartoon. It's not terrible. Why do you watch that? It's not it's not a bad cartoon. It is. It's just not as good as the last Avengers cartoon. It's like in the episode I watched there was like some kind of magic and it turned Tony Stark back into a kid. Yeah. And so he like got pimples and his voice was cracking and oh. it was just ridiculousness. Yeah, sounds amazing. Dude, you watched And Teen I guarantee Titans you go. But I guarantee you it wasn't as good as that Justice League episode where they got turned to kids. Dude, that it was so not as good as that. Like that was amazing. But this one was like just yeah. Watch, it was like embarrassing. You watch Teen Titans go. That's it. That that trumps everything you're saying. I don't think it does. It does. With the cosmic sandwiches. Yeah. 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 That's ridiculous. And the ultra ethnic sandwich. And awesome. Right. And ultra No, not awesome. That's not, that's not awesome. It's not awesome. No. It's not awesome. Why would it be a cosmic sandwich? What does that even mean? Well, you know DC. They got treadmills, sandwiches. No, see, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not even... It's ridiculous. It's corny as hell. And awesome. No. Just corny. And awesome. It is. You don't know because you don't watch. I've seen it. I watched the whole sandwich episode. And was like, really? Yeah, least. Yeah, nah. You don't know. <laughs> you watched one episode. I watched two. You watched two episodes. Which is more Daredevil than you watched, by the way. You only watched two? I'm talking to Joe. About Daredevil? You only watched two Daredevil? No. Oh. I watched two Teen Titans Go. Oh, okay. Which is more episodes than he watched of Daredevil. Okay. Which is ridiculous, because... That's what we're talking about today, and it's awesome, and the world's like Daredevil, and Joe's like, well, but Steven Universe season two finale. He can't even respond to his own forum post on forums.allgames.com. <laughs> no, I, I can. Now that I've seen the one ep- episode. <laughs> but what if the second one's all shit? <laughs> I mean. Which it is. <laughs> I can post about the first episode. You gotta do a post every episode? Nah, um, I'll post for the first, and then as the season wraps up, I'll post for that. Like, I'm gonna do with Powers in, like, three weeks. I'll be posting a post about the wrap-up of that. I saw a tweet from Michael Avon Oming about the praise that Powers has. Oh, yeah? And it's, like, the most watched show on PlayStation Network. Uh, and then it has like <laughs> reviews, like little like little blurbs from the reviews and it's like PlayStation magazine and yeah. like it's ridiculous. That's it's with a, a big dick in it. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things like I, I I will say from what I saw, I wanna watch more of that show. Really? I, I haven't I do. I do. I mean not to say not because I'm like, oh, it's so great or what I saw is so great. It was just more like well, I think it can get better, and I think it's worth let's watching. Let's get into Daredevil so that we can use that to talk shit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and uh, Powers. Uh, yeah, 
I guess we can do that. Look, uh, so you That's guys, me producing. I know. <laughs> you guys, if you want to go ahead and let us know what you think about Daredevil, you should call in now. You can hit us on Fantastic Forum on Skype, or you can put your comments in the chat. Either way, let us know what you think of Daredevil. We're going to give you our opinion starting now. Moses, Daredevil, you watched it. I What'd watched the first three episodes three times. Okay. And then today I watched four, five, and six. Okay. And the shit's fucking amazing. Word. It's like ABC Studios has its, like, HBO <laughs> version of it because, you know, uh, or, like, Showtime is CBS's premium mm-hmm. uncensored channel. Mm-hmm. And this Netflix is because ABC Studios produced it still. Mm-hmm. And they just put it on Netflix and they got side titty. <laughs> it has fucking cussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has violence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what more do you want from premium content? Especially in comics. Like, I've been wanting to see a real, gr- like, if you're going to do gritty, like, show a little gore, show a little. Little little sex appeal, mm-hmm. you know, not too much. I mean, what what permitting, you know, wherever the story needs to go, you know what I'm saying? Right. And um, it, it has that, and just on that alone, I'm like, I'm in, you know. But the set design itself, like, mm-hmm. it's a television version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and this looks like it would be like. It would fit into uh, the Avengers movie in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like it, they're in the same world together, mm-hmm. not like Agents of Shield, where they got fucking Nerf gun props and <laughs> fucking styrofoam sets for a loft inside a plane. Like it, it looks like the fucking the power room in Power Rangers and shit. The power room in Power. Whatever room. that shit's called, the command center. I don't know. It, it looks. It just, the few little bit I watched of Agents of Shield, like it doesn't try, it doesn't look like it's in the same universe <laughs> in terms of like the way technology and shit looks on that show mm-hmm. compared to you know Iron Man. Uh, there's not a lot of technology in Daredevil, so you know it, it is a little. But even like the costume, the city, like the way the city is lit and the way the city, it looks like it's like the dark side. Of the New York we saw in Avengers, well, like the size, show. the well, yeah, but the side that the camera doesn't catch, mm-hmm. which you know that's what it's supposed to feel like mm-hmm. when you read, you know, Man Without Fear, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or fucking yeah, any of Frank Miller's run. I know, right. um, you know, the first comic I ever read was Daredevil one eighty eight, and that was a Frank Miller book, nice. and it's like seeing that. This looks like that even. Like the gr- the the angles, the the darkness, <laughs> if you can say the darkness, and the opening sequences, like the the fucking opening theme music and shit with the blood and all that. Mm-hmm. That shit's great too. <laughs> like it's great all around. I mean, you know, yeah, it's a boring review for you guys. Hilarious, because you know I like it. Jay, you got to see an episode of Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> I mean, it was good. Like, I would have preferred nudity, but... Nudity? Uh, the, the story the story didn't call for nudity, though, right? Like, you just want a random titty to pop out or something? Like, just a, like a left testicle? It's like, Foggy, put that away! <laughs> no, I mean, there's a scene in it 
with gratuitous nudity, but they don't show anything. So I would have preferred if they showed. There's a scene with nudity in the first episode of Daredevil? What, what scene is that? It's not gratuitous. It's the scene where the girl... Okay, Matt Murdock brings a girl to his house, and her shirt is wet, and so she asks him for a, a dry one. And so he gives her a shirt, and she takes her shirt off and puts that one on. And she feels comfortable doing it in front of him because he's blind. Right. Oh, that's where we see the side titty. I like yeah, I would have preferred nipples. I right. didn't. I didn't but, even notice. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I remember her taking the shirt off. It just didn't occur to me. Like, oh, that was an opportunity where you could have seen her breast because it's it's Karen I Page. Mean, yeah. Who? Exactly. It's Karen Page. She's a character in the comics. Yeah, but why do you not want to see her? Uh, never mind. It's <laughs> you know, Larry nudity. I don't know why it just escapes you most of the time. Well, I know why she didn't show nipples, because she doesn't do any nudity at all. Oh, the actress? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, it didn't surprise me that that was it. But even with what they did show, it like it just tells me they're not afraid to show, you know, a stripper scene and the chick will be topless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In I was surprised. I thought I thought we would see some something from Rosario. I mean, we will later. Just because. Did I mean, you watch the whole thing? I did. I am. I watched the. I watched the whole thing, because it was awesome. I. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. Um. But. Okay, so you would have preferred a little bit of nudity outside of that, Joe. What did you think? Yeah, outside of it, it was all right. <laughs> I mean, it's like. He was kind of violent, for my taste, but. It's too violent to be Daredevil? Um, well, at least the Daredevil I know. And it's like... And I, I, you're right. I wasn't reading Daredevil in the beginning. Or, like, there's a lot of pre-Daredevil stuff. Like, there's a lot of pre-Kingpin finding out who he is, Daredevil, mm-hmm. that I just didn't read. Mm-hmm. But when I did read, he wasn't, like, the super violent type it was only after the kingpin like found out who he was then he just kind of got dark and started you know breaking limbs and throwing people in front of trains (laughs) and so you know it's like if kingpin doesn't know who he is then there's not really any need for that yet at least for me but then i didn't read as much daredevil as you did yeah he doesn't really kill in this either. Oh no, he doesn't kill so anybody. It's mainly just, well, you only saw the one episode, but a lot of his violence is um tactics for interrogation. Sorry, I spoiled it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he broke a guy's arm in the first episode, so it's yeah. like, it's not the daredevil I know. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I. I'll tell you, it was everything that I was hoping for and more. Like yeah. I was just like, man, like, and I really can... everything. Oh yeah, everything. Like, do we get to see the kingpin wearing white at one point? <laughs> I is I, Rose in it? I was waiting. I was waiting to see that myself, like earlier in the uh, in while I was watching them. 
I'm I, I'm gonna leave it. No, nah, just tell me. No, no, no. There's rose it. in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it. Which rose? Who? Kingpin's kid. Blood rose. Oh, I <laughs> no. I forget no. Kingpin's last name. Fisk. Fisk? Uh, right, Rose Fisk. Oh, wow. No. Mm. I mean, do you want Rose in it? Yeah, I loved Rose. But like, he was awesome in the beginning. I mean, it's TV. There's no need to try and draw it out as long as the comic did before we see Rose. Right. Like we might and it's streaming TV, so it should be just as on demand as the episodes are. I just like it's with with this being like the beginning. It's kind of like I don't know. I like it would seem like it would muddy things up to like like why not see the kingpin first and then like have Rose later. Oh, we don't even see the kingpin. Uh. I don't know. Okay. If, I don't think I said that, but you know, I'm just saying like. Shouldn't it sounded like you said that? Should well, it, it really did. No, no, that's but, an inference, right? It's like why not? Why not see the, the kingpin first and deal with him though? You know, one of the things I do miss in the TV show that I love used to love in the comics is the internal dialogue, mm. and that was one of my favorite parts Are of Daredevil. About... Oh, okay, uh, because. You know, he would be fighting in the rain or seducing Electra in the rain. And, like, his thoughts would be talking about, like, how every drop is, like, fire on his skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, he would still be doing what he was doing. But just, like, you know, just the descriptions. Mm-hmm. Like, when he used to fight and someone would hit him, mm-hmm. he used to talk about, like, how it feels like he got hit ten times instead of just the one. Mm-hmm. And... I do miss that. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, it's something you don't get in a, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Even though I will say that it, it's. I inter- liked with the heartbeat though. I didn't. I thought that was good. I think the way that they did the powers, which were, I mean, realistically, they were pretty minimalist. The mm-hmm. way that they represent them, but at the same time, it was one of those rare occasions where less is kind of more. Right, Where, like they it, like as you go forward, and and I love how they don't, they don't, um, hold the hand of their audience in this in this show too, because it's like if you don't know who, who Daredevil is, it, you watch the show and you may not necessarily understand how he how it is he's able to do some of the things that he's doing. And it's not like they mess around and spell it out for you in episode one. Uh, I also like how he appears to be blind. <laughs> like, that was awesome to me. Like, after watching that shitty movie, like, seeing a, De- a Matt Murdock that actually acts like he's blind yeah. is, like, awesome. Wow. And, I, you know, I feel bad. I don't know the name of the guy who's playing Daredevil in this. You should feel bad. I do. Because he does an amazing job of it. Like, and it's not even... It's not even so much like in the suit stuff or in costume stuff. It's more like the subtleties of how he plays Matt Murdock. Right. Like when someone like reaches out his hand to shake hands and he just stands there. <laughs> or when he asks someone a question and they nod and he just sits there. Yeah. Yeah. But not only that though, like not I mean he does play blind pretty well. Um and what I, what I like about it is that 
he does play like I guess, and this is probably part of the things with the, where the subtleties come in, where there's situations or parts where he plays blind because he's supposed to play blind, right? And then there's times where he doesn't have to play blind, so he doesn't play blind. So it's like when he's supposed when when the people around him aren't don't know that he can see more than what he's supposed to be able to see. He acts like he's blind. But when he's in a situation with somebody that knows he can see more, then he doesn't act like he can see, but he acts in a different way than he does around like he would if he wasn't just in general public. Yeah, there's like four different dynamics to how he plays mm-hmm. uh, both Daredevil and, and Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that he does is I like, like, Matt Murdock is like... It's Charlie Cox, by the way. There you go. Thank you so much for that. Is soft. You know? Like, and when when I say soft, I don't mean, like, he's soft, like he can be pushed around or anything like that. But he's not, like... I'm trying to think, like... He's not, like, especially, like, when you consider... When you consider Charlie Cox's performance in light of some of the other heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, you know, like Tony Stark has that whole arrogant kind of thing about him all the time, which he's supposed to have. And, like, Captain America's always, like, the soldier, you know, he's always, he's Captain America whether he has a suit on or not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Thor is a god. (laughs) Just all the time. But, friggin' Matt Murdock, when he's not in the Daredevil costume, He's just a guy that's he's a, a lawyer. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not even about like playing. That's the thing, though. It's yeah. not even like he plays like he can't do things. Right. It's just one of those things where he's like, when somebody says something to him, he'd be like, he, like he might take it, and you know why? Because he doesn't have to respond. Because he's like, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm the blind lawyer. Whatever. <laughs> you know, just like I don't. You know, or or you. Know, it's not like. He doesn't necessarily project a like a superheroic persona all the time, which makes it kind of the contrast even better. Like when he decides to put on that mask and go beat the hell out of people, and it's crazy because that fool—he just just his silhouette is amazing. That fool looks awesome in that outfit, and it's just like I don't know. It's like something like I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like. He looks better than like a lot of people in superhero costumes, <laughs> like, you know. And I guess you know what it is. It's I think the thing is like form fitting, and I, you could tell like this fool just trained his ass off. Like, but he doesn't look like he's not big and buff. Right. He's just that slender, fit daredevil build, which is like you know, yeah. But Charlie Cox, like he kills Matt Murdock. He kills Daredevil. It's like he's the best thing about a show that has a lot of great things about it, which is crazy because it's like he easily could have just been a part of an ensemble that made like that was like greater than some of his parts. But he is he like I can't even imagine anybody being Daredevil after him. What do you think about the rest of the casting? You know, the rest of the casting is really interesting because. They're all people that, like, I remember, even Charlie Cox, I was kind of like, I think he can do it, but I didn't expect him to be as good as he is. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I don't think, I I remember when they cast Foggy, 
And I was like, I guess that guy could play Foggy, but I don't know. But watching him in the show, I'm like, I love him. Yeah. That fool is exactly what he's supposed to be. It's weird. I was telling Emily um, when we were watching it, I'm like, you know, out of all the comic book movies, the one character they've never fucked up has been Foggy Nelson. <laughs> That's funny. It's like they always get him right. Uh-huh. And it's it's interesting because Foggy's not easy to do. No. Like Foggy, but... Foggy's a, a layered guy. Yeah. And I like how, well, we're getting a little farther ahead, but how he starts, like, winning over Karen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. the way that, that, the way, usually, I, I hate when the little romance is just, like, oh, you see them coming, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I like them to be a little more drawn out mm-hmm. for my taste, and, um, yeah, the way they did that, they're, him and Karen's dynamic was almost perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Karen, Karen Page, she, like, that chick is great. Yeah. And it's like, she, like, she can play, she can go wherever they want to take Karen Page. Mm-hmm. Like, she can do it. And it it's great. Like, you know, she, she, um, it, and it's interesting because she only gets better as you go further into the series as well. Right. Which is just like, you know, and, and I I think you could say that about everybody in this in this joint. But uh we got friggin' uh well Well Hobgoblin's gonna be black now. <laughs> Look, they did cast uh oh well actually I don't know his name either. But I know the actor. He's that guy that you see in stuff, you know. Ben Urich? Well, Ben Urich's the character. But oh, okay. yeah, but Ben Urich they did uh race bend and so he's he's African American. He plays the part great too. He, by he the does. Way. He I mean, does. It didn't even I mean they race bended Kingpin in the movie, so yeah, I can't even be mad no at good. Ben Yurik. I hated that. Oh no, we can be mad at all of them. No, Ben Yurik? Uh, be mad look No, he's it's great. It's fine. He's he's fantastic. You know, but I will say it's interesting because I guess for all intents and purposes, like, like he's better than the guy that played him in the movie. That's true. Because the guy in the movie, it looked like he was like crooked mobster type. <laughs> that's what he always plays, uh-huh. you know, um, Joe Pantoliano. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I only because I I prefer my characters to look, to look like what they look like in the in the book. I can't wait till they do a frontline movie. <laughs> That he could be in it. Yeah, it's it's like, but he he does play the he Actually, does that would make a great Netflix series. Frontline. Yeah. Okay. You think so? Yes. Okay. Uh, might, you might be right. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to find out who plays him real quick. It is uh, Von D. Curtis Hall. That's his name. And yeah, I've seen I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I hope that's how you say his first name. I'm pretty sure. But he, he's a guy that you know I I don't ever know his name, but he he plays Ben Urich fantastic, and he has like just the right kind of like grit to him right. that makes him feel like okay like yeah that's yeah, cause ben hard Yurik, as nails yeah. kind of reporter dude right where when 
from an older era of <laughs> journalism, you right. know, not, you know, the whole, like, mob expose and shit like that. Right. Like, if somebody threatened him, he probably could handle himself, even though he had some ribs broken. Right. But he wouldn't just, like, be intimidated. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. as the kingpin. And it's interesting because, I mean... They were show, you know, they showed him before, right? But seeing him in the in the show, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, and it is a slightly different take on the kingpin too, because you know this kingpin has some issues, mm-hmm. but it feels like kingpin still, much well, more so than in the movie. Yeah, they kind of made him like almost a character you want to see. Uh, you know, grow in the series. Like mm-hmm. the the character, he's a bad guy, but you still feel something for him. Like oh, yeah. it's not like, oh, you know, can't wait till this guy gets beaten. Like, right. And, and it's great for Daredevil for him for the series to make him that way because it it's gonna be a long term plan with him. Mm-hmm. So it's not somebody that you could just see, you know, a villain of the weekend. Right. With Kingpin. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And and D'Onofrio's performance is great. Like you're you're really gonna like that when you see it, Joe. Yeah. I'm a like not a huge Vincent D'Onofrio fan, but I love like he's great he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I mean oh. I I'm a fan, I guess. <laughs> you like criminal intent, right? Mm-hmm. No. Actually no. I, I like that one the least. Oh, okay. But he was good in it. Yeah. He looked like, like he would be a criminal in there. <laughs> like, the way he talks in there sometimes. Like, that guy's right. too creepy to be helping people. But he was great in MIB. He was great in... I didn't see him in MIB. He was the roach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, He was great in uh, that Sto- Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Even though his part was small. Expendables? No. <laughs> uh, breakout or something or right where escape something like that yeah and uh yeah i've seen him a few times and he's a good actor like yeah he's good in full metal jacket man he was young huh yeah tire claw says mayor young does electro show up in daredevil i'm not gonna say why don't you pay 8.99 a month mother (laughs) (laughs) not gonna say tiger claw gonna have to watch and find out um I, I, Tiger Claw, are you gonna watch Daredevil? Like you're like, are you does does Tiger Claw's thing only extend to movies? Or? Well, it doesn't have explosions in it. How does he know? Because well, they're not big giant robot explosions. I think he's gonna watch it. I, I think he he does the media. Like he's not gonna read a comic, but he'll watch a TV show, you especially know, if they put it out all at once. Yeah. Netflix did a weird thing for me. What did it do? It didn't suggest Netflix to. Uh, it didn't suggest Daredevil to me as like I should watch it. No. Yeah, I don't know why. It just didn't suggest it. I had to actually hit the search button <laughs> and search it out. But then it was already. It already had five stars on it. Huh. So it's like, oh yeah, we you probably already seen it by now. <laughs> <laughs> and you already rated if you know you're getting a rated five stars. Hector's in chat. He says Daredevil's good shit. I want more. I want more now, says Hecht. Yeah. Which I second that emotion. 
I'm right there. Like I finished it, and I was like, I could watch 26 more of these like today. Well, maybe not today, because that would mean I'd be watching them all day, because <laughs> they're almost an hour. So, but still, I'd watch them until I couldn't, until my eyes bled. For hmm. Daredevil, um, I will say that it it you know speaking to your point. In regards to this versus Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like, I understand exactly what you're talking about. I will say that I do feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still fits in the Marvel Universe, too, I think. Because I don't feel like it's low budget in any way, even though I will say that the there's a point where you haven't seen where they go into uh, caves. And, yeah, the caves don't look like look, They caves. went into a pyramid. In like the first episode, or second episode. Yeah, I do remember that. They went to a pyramid and used a a Nerf fucking chest plate for laser tag as like the bomb to put on the fucking wall. (laughs) And then a cartoon thing flies out, (laughs) orb or some shit. Yeah, like, but I will say that I feel like the the what, what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sets up as it's like, its universe fits inside of the whole shield aspect of things. Like, I don't feel like, hey, that helicarrier. Uh huh. Like, you look at you look at the bathroom in that helicarrier. It looks way more authentic than anything in that show. <laughs> do they do they actually show the bathroom? I don't know, but oh. they, <laughs> they could show a turd in the shield bathroom, and it'll look more authentic than anything on that show. Yeah, the the show. Like, I feel like. All of it exists in that same world to me. Like, I mean, yeah, because you can't see. No, me, I, I, I watch it, I, and it just takes me out. Oh. Like, it's like, oh, they're in Peru, but it's the hiking trail in Griffith Park. Like, <laughs> well, you should be a little less familiar with that Hey, that's, that's not my problem. So we need you to do. Look, they should up their game. <laughs> look, a- Agent Carter. That look, you know. I didn't live around in the 50s, but <laughs> it looked good enough. Oh, yeah. Like, everything, the guns didn't look like they bent. <laughs> the guns don't look like they bend in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not to you. They're just future guns. Hey, hey. I've seen future guns before. That's hilarious. Like, Alien, 1979 or whatever. Mo's just mad because he drinks, or used to drink at the same place that they drink at in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's all. I don't is. even care about that. Good for them. <laughs> Tell Charlie I say what's up. <laughs> uh, they had they, they. I told you they had backstage of the episode, right, Jay? No, you didn't. Oh yeah, they had backstage of the episode of Agents of Shield. Oh, you should have told me. I'd have checked it out. <laughs> no, no, Joe. True Blood had the place I drink at now. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know if I could get into that. Wherever Mo, wherever Mo drinks, they make TV shows out of it. It's like the next spot that Mo drinks will be in Game of Thrones. I gotta catch up with that. Probably Death Metal Bar. That's why it looks like it could be in Game of Thrones. Well, that's the one they should they use in in True Blood. True Blood. Oh, gotcha. And Hello Ladies. I don't know what Hello Ladies is. Hello Ladies. But um, going back to Daredevil, it's it's amazing. Like it really like. Uh, I, I I wish I'm trying to think of what the bad thing about it is like, cause I I can't find it like 
they they and it's so funny because how you know how I knew it was good was as people would come on screen, I'm like, I know who that is. I know who that is. I know who, and then and then they say their name and that's who they are. And I'm just like Man, like they're nailing it because and it's not even like in Daredevil, it's not like a thing where we're not talking about costumed people. I'm talking about Daredevil supporting cast. You know, at which it's interesting because it's just like, yeah, like even even Ben Urich, I knew who he was, right? And he was black, <laughs> you know. But it was just like that's gonna end up being Ben Urich, and then the guy goes, "Whatever, Ben," duh, duh, duh. and it's like, man, I'm like they're killing it right now, and it's like the action is there, the story is there, the friggin' like I mean, it's it's interesting too because it's like. Even going back to Charlie Cox, it's like there's a point where he, there's a point where he's crying, and it's like Matt Murdock cries. You know what I'm saying? Like there's plenty of times in Daredevil throughout the series where this fool just breaks down because he's like it's too much for him sometimes. Right. And that, right. and that's just who you know. I mean, a lot of messed up stuff happens to this guy. Plus, he has that Catholic shit fucking his head up. <laughs> Like that's my main reason why he cries half the time because he's guilty. He yeah, feels no, guilty. He does feel very guilty, and it's and it's, he's really soft on the inside. Yeah, right. No, I mean he it's is. It's like you look at the early stuff, and he's kind of like the happy-go-lucky, like basically Peter Parker without the grandfather dying. Well, I mean, but he's not. What, you mean his uncle? Yeah. But you know, I mean, you don't want to say it like that, though. Cause, I mean, he's kind of right, though. Well, because his like, dad he, was all supportive and shit in the early, and then when they re- wrecked right. him, he was like abusive and shit. Like he didn't have that tragedy to steal him. His dad died. Yeah, later. Not not like when he was an adult. His dad died when he was a kid. Yeah, later. Well, well even me, in I, the red. Let me tell. Well, no, no, his dad wasn't alive at first. When he was he, like an adult, I mean, he he lived longer than he did in the retcon. I, I'll give you that. Maybe they pushed it forward a little bit, but it's not like his dad died. Like his dad was dead before Uncle Ben got killed in Peter. Like Peter Parker was older than Daredevil when his dad died in every iteration. Like Peter Parker was like sixteen, seventeen. Daredevil's dad was dead like by the time he was like 10. Yeah. And then his mom was gone before that. So you can't be like, oh, well, you know, Daredevil is like Peter Parker, but he just didn't have the tragedy. It's like, well, no. He actually kind of had more tragedy because, I mean, well, I don't know about more. But we'll it's have to different. agree to disagree. Well, uh, but it's like Peter Parker still has a support. Like Peter, I mean, Matt Murdock grew up in an orphanage and then got adopted by a guy that taught him how to fight and stuff, like you know, say like he didn't have he got, yeah, yeah. he didn't have anybody. That's not agree to disagree. That's just you wrong. No. What do you mean? No. Like he didn't even have an aunt or uncle to go to. He had all the other orphans. What? <laughs> like, and then you the most talk about the Catholic stuff that messes him up. That's the Catholic stuff comes from him living in the orphanage with the nuns. Yeah, not, not that he got molested or oh, anything. I'm sure he did. Yeah, but he had nuns. Nuns are not your family. 
they're supportive though. Peter Parker had family. Yeah, like yeah, Peter Parker got one of his family killed. Okay. <laughs> like I'll pull I'll pull a, a a Vaughn, but just preempt it by an hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yes, I don't know. I yeah. So, but you, I will say that like Matt Murdock does act happy go lucky, and sometimes that's a defense mechanism. At some point, he is actually happy, and you know it's 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 interesting because. His happy is like, for, well, I don't know for most people, but for some people, happy is kind of like when you get there, you're like, oh, this is great. This is just where I'm going to be. Matt Murdock, in a lot of times, and even in the most recent issues of Daredevil, is actually going through this kind of thing where happy is not like cruise control for him. When this fool gets too happy for too long, he's like, he gets scared and like decides to be sad again. Right. Well, I mean, the happiest moment of his life, like, wasn't he happiest right before uh, Kingpin found out who he was? Yeah, he was pretty happy then. Right. And then, so, I mean, then if you're, like, ruined. super happy and then the Kingpin finds out who you are, like, that was, like, the worst time of his life. Yeah. So, I, I, anybody would be cautious about being happy <laughs> for too long after that. Yeah. And I mean, that was just the worst incident. Like, there have been lots of times when he was happy, and then shit just fell apart. That is true. Especially with where Electra's concerned. Uh, Electra is definitely a part of his unhappiness. Or can be, I should say. Irreconcile. <laughs> I don't like, know. They could both join Heroes for Hire. Huh. Interesting. Okay, uh, final thoughts on Daredevil for now. Anybody have anything that they want to add? What are you guys hoping to see uh, or something like that? Or any thoughts on now that you've seen a list, at least a little bit of what Marvel's bringing on the Netflix front? Any thoughts on what we'll see next with like Jessica Jones or with Luke Cage or with Iron Fist? You know, the one of the main things I was thinking... When I watch Punish, uh, when I watch Daredevil, <laughs> uh -oh, uh -oh. is that I want them to do a Netflix Punisher. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, same right. exact thing. And Dan Slott was thinking the same thing. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are. And Derek too. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people after they saw Daredevil was like, bring on Netflix Punisher. Uh, I saw net mostly Netflix Punisher. I know some people were like, you have Blade now too. Netflix would Blade would be great. And so you know. Michael Jai White would be the perfect blade. I don't yeah. understand why they like. I don't understand how nobody knows that. Look, they can make a Black Iron Fist. No, wait, what? No, no, no. Hey, diversity in comics. No, no. You're a hateful motherfucker. I'm. You can't. <laughs> you don't like diversity? Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Look, you fucking asshole. I'm, all I'm saying is, if Iron Fist is black, Heroes for Hire is now a gang. That's what I'm saying. It, man, didn't you read You're that one? You're thinking of the wrong heroes for hire. Yeah, that's the one with the head. I'm thinking of the Falcon, the Misty Knight joint. I, that's not the wrong. That's the gang. That's not. The, <laughs> that's not the wrong heroes for hire. Like when you say heroes for hire, you're talking about Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Like no, 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 no. That, no yes, 
And then if you want that's what everybody else. If you is want a different, if you want a different Heroes for Hire, then you have to say, oh, the Misty Knight version Heroes for Hire. Like Heroes for Hire for like like fifty years was Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and then they made like a run of like six books with Misty Knight and these other people running around that I think basically morphed into the Mighty Avengers. And which is okay. I don't know. It was uh It's Mighty Avengers. No, you're it maybe was defenders. Heroes. Maybe defenders. It was, it, was he- it went from heroes for hire to villains for hire to defenders to whatever Mighty it is Avengers. now. Right. Yeah. Are you talking about the one from the Civil War? Or no? No, it was after that. It was okay. that's the yeah. one that we reviewed on the show, right? Right. Yeah. yeah Where like, like Falcon, after... Electra. Wasn't Ghost Rider in it too? For a hot second, I think. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's like it, it was a thing where you know it was a it was after Siege, right? And it was like you know you can call you could call up favors from different heroes, so it was an amorphous kind of thing. But I'm just right. saying, you can't be like, oh, you know, here's for hire, and then it's like it's like saying, oh, you know, you know, Joe can. Well, I know Joe will. Yeah, I don't think he can. Like, I think I can. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. That don't make it right. That just make it Joe. I mean, it's like it's it's just like that for like a lot of things you could say, and it doesn't isn't necessarily the original. Right. Like you could say the Justice League, right, and not necessarily mean or the just original society. Justice League, right, or like you could say the X Men. And not necessarily mean like your first team, you know. Right. No, no, they, they made they made whole movie franchises the, based on that. The X Men is different. Like the X Men's always like you, there's no like their their teams. <laughs> what was the next thing I was about to say? But um, if you say the Justice League, you're talking about those seven people. No, Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> Cyborg. No, but no, you're talking about like you're talking about the big ones. And then if you like want a different incarnation, then you say. Oh, okay. Well, this incarnation of the Justice League. No. Yeah, I think that's just you. That's that's not just me, dude. Like, if you say the Justice League, nobody you don't be like, oh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and those guys, and you're like, no, what are you doing? Like, even though that's the version of the Justice League, but that's not the, not the Justice League. The Justice League, like the. I can't wait to see Echo. It's whichever one you're thinking of. It's like. You say the Justice League, you can mean any one of the teams that have been the Justice League. Just like the X-Men. Or the Yankees. No, the X-Men are different. How are the X-Men different? Because the X-Men, like, the X-Men constantly shift. It's like, like Heroes for Hire. It's like, it's like the Avengers. Like, if you say the Avengers right now, especially, but even back then, if you say the Avengers, you're talking about a lineup that probably includes... Even though the Avengers not quite as iconic as the Justice League, but still, like if you say the Avengers, somebody's gonna probably say to you, "Well, which Avengers?" Or they're gonna, or they're gonna say, like if you say, "Oh, well, the Avengers," they're probably gonna go to the classic lineup and at least go Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and then you know you toss in like a Hawkeye and a Black Widow and a Vision. But it's not like you're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm talking about the Avengers," and then you say, "Oh, like Thor or whatnot." You're like, no, I'm talking about friggin' uh, Photon. And I'm talking about friggin' uh, Black Knight. And I'm talking about Wonder Man. And nobody's going to be like, well, that's, you know, then nobody's going to be like, oh, well, that's a, a version of the Avengers that everyone should reference in your head when you say the word Avengers. It's like, I'm not saying that about anything. 
I'm, he's I'm saying, saying that about Heroes for Hire. No, I'm saying the Heroes for Hire I'm talking about is the Misty Knight group. Yeah, but... Like, I could say Heroes for Hire, and it may not be the original or the one you're thinking of. But, there's only but been... it's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. but It's only... the same thing with Justice League. There's only been like three groups. It's the same thing with Avengers. There's only been like three groups. It's the same thing with X Men. Uh, it's the same thing with Defenders. Defenders? Nobody knows what Defenders are. And yet, <laughs> when I say Defenders, you're probably thinking about the original Defenders. Yeah, he That's and I true. had a conversation. But I'm thinking about, about the one with Darkhawk. Right. And Spider Woman. See, exactly. Right. Darkhawk and Spider Woman. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, like when I say the think? Avengers, I'm not re- referring to the one you're thinking of. I'm talking about the one I'm thinking of. But how am I supposed to and know it, which one that is? You could ask. Why, why am I going to ask if you're telling me about your Avengers or, or Defenders? Why don't you tell me? Like, even when we were talking about Defenders last week, uh, Joe and I, on the way home, he brought up Defenders, and I said, oh, yeah, but, you know, my Defenders has Silver Surfer in it. Right. You know? And he's like, yeah, mine has this. Like, we, because I know they shift, Yeah, I automatically knew he was talking about a different one that I was th- talking about. Right. But the Defenders are not. That's because I'm a good friend, Larry. Defenders are not an iconic team. It don't matter. It does matter. What matters is they shift. Avengers shift. X-Men right. shift. Yeah. Justice League shifts. His, uh-huh. He works for higher shifts. Barely shifts. His fire is like two dudes. <laughs> Like, I mean, Silver dude, Sable Misty was Knight is not a dude. dude that's, that's just, man, the LBGT are going to come after you. What, you what, keep saying shit like what that. L, what does what's, what's the LGBT have to do with women? I mean, you called her a man. What? You called Misty Knight a dude. I didn't call her a man. But even if I did, wouldn't that be more like a feminist thing? I think they latch on to whatever they... <laughs> Whatever they can. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I will say this, and uh, we'll we'll move along to uh, well we'll take a break and then move along to some reviews. But if you guys want to revisit Daredevil later on in the show, we might be able to do that. So definitely let us know uh, when the time's appropriate. But I will say that. Marvel's initial offering in the Netflix realm, it, it they knocked it out the park. Like it's ridiculous. I kind of wish they had mutants. I mean, because I, there's I definitely it. a Netflix show that I would love. I would like punch someone in the face for. Uh oh. But it's like a mutant, and so they can't do it. What show is that? Uh, Firestar. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I'd watch a Firestar show. I don't know why it's a it's a it don't know I don't know that it would need to be a Netflix show, but why not? Oh, because you want to see her naked. No, I don't want to see her naked. You want to see her bald? She I be, do want to see her bald. She can be bald on TV. You can get cancer on nah, TV. You can't know. But I don't want to see that till like second season or third season. Wait, wait. So you don't want her to get cancer until like three seasons in, but you want freaking a full grown. Kingpin sibling in like episode two of Daredevil? I mean, a sibling. Uh, uh, friggin' progeny? Son. It's his son. But, okay. What, what's that? I mean, I only watched the first episode. So I haven't even seen the Kingpin yet. 
like the kingpin could be 60 and Rose would be like 27 or something. So there's no reason you wouldn't see him. But I'm saying that's not what you want in the first Daredevil, right? In the first season of Daredevil? Old Kingpin? I don't know. I don't know how old Kingpin is in the comics. All I know is that he has a son named Rose who's pretty damned awesome. <laughs> there it is. Joe's like, forget Thanos. We should just go ahead and go on to uh, friggin' Thane. Who? Exactly. Thanos' son in the comics is named Thane. Oh, he, I don't know him. Yeah. But you know who I do know? He's not worth knowing. The Cancerverse. <laughs> <laughs> That's two seasons. And if there was a Thanos show, I would expect the Cancerverse to make an appearance. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back in two minutes. Only at allgames.com. Gambino is a mastermind. Fuck a bitch to pass the time. Mass appeal, orange rhyme. Smoke your green, I'm spending mine. The beat is witch's brew. But beware, this shit is potent. E.E. coming on her face. Now there's poetry in motion. Yeah, Gambino make it work. I'm the boss, move something. Yeah, this cool fucking suits me. Swag too, but and yeah, these girls be acting crazy when they're dancing black swan. I ain't fucking at the club. Put your clothes back on. Yeah, this beat is a disaster. 9-11, this track. Rappers wanna battle me. I have to mail their heads back in my clothes. Make that dinero, so it's time to meet the fuckers. I am running this bitch. You are just a dog walker. Leaving with your girl when we last seen each other. Yeah, you fucking with the baddest like we tag team Rihanna Fly Girl on her knees. She don't wanna come near me. Yeah, my dick is too big. There's a big bang theory. Got a picture in my iPhone. What do y'all think? Why y'all niggas masturbate? I'm in that Ariel thing. If I am just a rapper, man, you could have fooled me. I'm the shit when these dudes talk, they talk and fool me. Every single culture Filipino, Armenian girls On my sofa Yeah, I like a white girl Sometimes we get together Need a thick chick, though So it's black and yellow Black and yellow Love is a trip But fucking is a sport Are there Asian girls here? Minority report Put your team on the map Blake Griffin on the court Niggas biting on my tracks Need a knife and a fork We the illest need a nurse Here's the check Grab your purse Unless we fucking Then I'll pay for all the food On the earth, man Me a bad man, I'm on it. Niggas call me back and cut the closet, and I'm hot as shit. Coming out the backside of a rocket shit, it's monster shit. You do talk the opposite of blacknesses. Respond to this. We can squash the beef right now like sausages. Chilling with my N words, say it like a white kid. Yes, your booty's big as hers. Say that to my white bitch, so she don't get embarrassed. My dick is made of carrots, bunnies wanting to be fed it. I meant honeys, oh, forget it. I have worked all winter. I will not fail summer in the back of a bush like Gavin Ross. Drummer, yeah, my stinger's in the flower I hope she let me pollinate Working hard as shit Yeah, this beat is made from concentrate Nigga, can't you tell That my sample of Adele Was so hot, I got these hood niggas Blowing up my cell Swag out the ass I'm the man, fuck Chico Took the G out your waffle All you got left is your ego Think about it for a second Man, we eating, where's your breakfast? Man, you hungry? Have this sandwich Got my wallet, cheese and lettuce An elephant never forgets So my dick remembers everything Green inside your wallet Is that pussy a 
hope possessing me. Run of the game, fuck up my saying, run of the earth, give me a month. Told all you niggas I'm in it to win it, cause having an Emmy just wasn't enough. Get sloppy drunk, I say whiskey neat. My click should be canceled, freaks and geeks. This is Fantastic Forum, only on allgames.com. Um, yeah. So, we're going to do some reviews. We did say that. Yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's start with Convergence. Since it's there. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> like since it's there, and I convergence number one is the new event from DC Comics. It's uh part part uh relaunch of or soft relaunch of their comic universe part. Band-Aid for their staff as they move from Burbank or from New York to Burbank. Um, issue one is written by Scott Lobdell and King. What's King's first name? Joe? Is it Joe? John. John King. And, uh, Who's who are the art duties by Jay? It's written by Jeff King and Scott Lobdell. Jeff King. There with you. Carlo Jason and Pagulayan Paz uh doing the artwork. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, why'd you make us read it? I mean, well, it's, it's a Joe big, probably liked it. It's a big event. Oh, I love this book. Yeah, this do you do you really amazing, Joe? Joe? Yeah, Joe? Joe? What? Joe? Joe? Yeah. Please tell the people that you're like in character for radio or something, please tell him that, you know, it's like, I'm doing this because... I wish he would do that. <laughs> like, if he did, was a character on radio, but <laughs> he's real. He's real. <laughs> I'm just like, Joe, how could you read this book and be like, this joint was amazing. Like, we, it's so funny because I, I was like, you know, really, I'll tell you, what went through my head was, let's talk about Convergence because we just got finished gushing over Daredevil and it's like, Convergence is almost like the anti-Daredevil. Like, everything I feel about good about Daredevil, I felt bad about Convergence. Number one. <laughs> it could get better. I don't know. I'm not saying it's like... Because I, I haven't... And, you know, there's obviously tie-ins. I'm sure some of those tie-ins are fantastic. But this the Question book, number one. That shit's on fleek, cuz. 
they have a the question number one yeah. in convergence. Yeah, written by Greg Rucker. What? Oh, dude. Why in the world would all of a sudden they just say like we're gonna have a question comic? Dude, I who cares at this point? I'm just happy I thought to read it. Damn. But anyway, back to convergence number one. Joe, well, Joe, let's. Why do you like convergence number one, Joe? What is it about it that made you feel like this is a great book? Keep well, in mind, you said Daredevil was only okay, but this book is great. Yeah, this book is phenomenal. Okay, what makes it phenomenal? Well, first off, page one, two, and three, the art's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the art throughout, which is not something that happens often enough. That's true. And I, and I will say that the art is probably the high point of the book like it's not it's not the best i've seen but it's definitely not bad no it's, it's not the best like i'm not saying it's the best i've seen no i'm not, ever, saying, I'm not saying that you're saying that either it's kind of like you look at a lot of books you look at uh-huh. she hulk you look at um some gi joe titles you look at a lot of books and the art just isn't where i want it to be mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm and so that's number one number two I like the story like the story is great and it's a little disjointed at first uh, you got like one reality where Superman has the tattoo on his eye or it's like a scar is and that then, the injustice reality? I think it is the injustice yeah. Superman yeah and then you go over to the other reality where the avatar of the red is alive again. And then everyone is like kind of there and they're talking. And then she has like claws and shit. And <laughs> people start like fighting this metal dome and black Superman is there. <laughs> and it's like, man, this, this shit is amazing. Hex and Chad, he said, Joe has sold me on this book. <laughs> And then you get to the part where I start to fall in love with the book. Okay. Um, what's his name? Uh, Telos comes. Yeah. And he's like a uh, herald of Brainiac, mm-hmm. which is awesome because Brainiac's whole mission is, you know, you record life, you destroy it so that you can, like, have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he puts stuff in bottles mm-hmm. and destroys them for later. And this whole book is like basically saying Brainiac won. Like he fulfilled his mission. This is all of the everything after he's destroyed everything else. Mm-hmm. And they're going to let one of these things survive, mm-hmm. which is just awesome. Like living in the shadow of Brainiac. Just, man. Like, Brainiac won. Like, it's hard to imagine. Because he normally doesn't win. Right. He's normally beaten. Right. And, I mean, yeah. Like, there are a lot of bad guys that could win, but they don't come out as cool as this, I think. Like, when Joker wins, it's not as cool as this. It's just a little... (laughs) Well, I mean... 
cut everyone's the Joker's off. random. Like he is random. They have that movie where him winning would have been him, Batman, and Jason Todd blowing up. It's like you know, you never know what victory for the Joker could mean. Right, it can mean anything. Right, and uh, so yeah, like that I'm loving, and then the speech when he's talking to all the worlds, yeah, was just amazing. <laughs> like, I I would read the speech, but I'm not going to. Thanks. But it is. <laughs> just awesome it references every time the universes have gone out of whack or things have been different and it's just so clever like (laughs) it's jeff and scott just killing it with the speech oh jesus christ and uh and now the heroes have to fight each other for their world to survive you know what's just amazing? So awesome when you read the tie-ins. It, I read four tie-ins. Mm-hmm. None of the heroes fight. Oh no! Mm-mm. What do they do? I read Speed Force. Uh huh. He just runs throughout the whole book. What, what's he running? It's a speedster wood. What's he running to? Away from his fight that he's supposed to. <laughs> And it's Wally West, and he's not black. <laughs> they have a black speedster on the cover. That black speedster don't come out at all. Oh, jeez. I just think they wanted to hear fanboys use the N-word. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. There's a black guy on the cover? It might be an uh, alternate cover. Yeah, it was a different cover. The cover they they did in the press release was different. Yeah. Than that. The the uh, one with the speedster that's like in like the white and blue or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, what did you think of this issue of convergence, though? I mean, it those uh, event books. I'm not like fully into unless they have a white cover. <laughs> Because like, no, what, like nothing. What white cover have to do with anything no, with the country? aside from Civil War, Secret Invasion, uh, maybe some of like the other crossovers like Inferno. I don't. That's way too far for me to even remember what the first issue was like. But yeah, variant covers are like bullshit. Like they make you buy things you don't want. Right. Like I almost bought Princess Leia number one because they had the Scotty Young cover, which was awesome. They don't they don't make you do anything. No, they but do. It's underhanded tactics. Usually, uh, tactics. first issues of num of of event books, nothing really happens. Uh huh. They're just kind of setting up. Uh-huh. You know, they event books don't start getting good till like three. Uh huh. You know, uh, Civil War is one of the exceptions, and, uh-huh. and Secret Inv- even Secret Invasion number one was like so so. Mm. So I kind of expected that from this, uh-huh. but yeah, that speech, reading that speech over and over in each issue, mm-hmm. and nothing happening when that's speech, oh, that. Oh, you you read that over and over. Yeah, in the, uh, it, like when he's talking the the. All, from each I, the, every ones, world. the ones that I, I read uh-huh. from every every 
time when he goes to talk to the, all the worlds at once, uh-huh. like they're doing something, and then at the last page they mm. hear that. Mm. And except for a Speed Force, Speed mm. Force happens ha- in the middle of the book, and then he's just like, he has to fight Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, from I forget what reality. Mm. They're all realities that we've seen before. Like the yeah. Avatar of the Red is from the Vertigo Animal Man. Oh, really? In, yeah. in Convergence One? Yeah. Oh, I I thought that was the the one from Earth Two. Though they might be similar. Oh, it, that that might be the same one because even like the world's finest or whatever mm-hmm. the the. Batgirl and or Huntress or whatever mm-hmm. is from an old Barbara Kessel book, I think. Wait, wasn't that or which world's finest does it? I thought it was the Batgirl Supergirl world's finest. Something like that. They that's show the it same, at the end. That's yeah. the same book we were talking about with Huntress and yeah. And Power Girl. No. A what? different book. Batgirl and Supergirl. It's 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 the same. They they show it at the bat when, at the end, I think. When right, oh, wow. it's different. I I don't think it's the one you're thinking of. Oh, is it new? No, it's old. Like it's pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, oh. I think even pre Crisis. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then yeah, I, then you're right. But yeah, but he, normally I'm about Batgirl. <laughs> At least when I'm talking to you. <laughs> He so yeah so uh, Wally, which this Wally is not like any Wally we've seen. Okay. Or he, I guess he's, yeah, I guess he's like seven. Well, no, cause yeah, he's from a universe where he, his twins weren't stillborn, okay. so the kids come out. So I I I never read that <laughs> where that universe where that's from. But uh-huh. I think I have. I remember like. They were being twin speedsters. Right. And they were, like, cause mischief and, like, they were playful and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, they're not like that here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, they, I think they mentioned what universe that's from. But he goes and he's in Gotham for some He gets trapped in Gotham with the dome. And Gotham's all sunny and bright and shit. And then he has to fight that Wonder Woman. So he's just like, first let me help these Western heroes. So he goes to a Western universe. Western? Yeah. So it's like the Justice League, but they're cowboys. That's no good. Yeah. But they, you don't see... Like, Why is that just... not good? It's like that one episode in Justice League it's, Unlimited. It's nothing like that. Okay. But <laughs> I'm just telling you because it's nothing like that. Cause well, I that... mean, you said cowboys and that's what they yeah, but... were for a moment. Yeah, but these guys had knowledge of the future and technology. Yeah, th- that's the same episode. No, I'm talking about the oh, episode. In right. the comic, you don't see them. He doesn't help them. He just runs by. <laughs> and then he gets stopped by a cartoon speedster from the Captain Carrot thing. Like the he's... rabbit? No, yeah. the speedster. Oh, the speedster? It's a turtle. Oh, oh, I didn't remember that. You so, need to read more Captain Carrot. So what? I don't think en- I have to. The reason I'm talking <laughs> about the side issues is because convergence is just shit. Number one, <laughs> like it's to me is like it's just the beginning. Like I can't even really review it because I'd have to read like three or four more of those to really like see what's going on. Because yeah, like 
any of the ones I read don't show any of the characters I seen convert to number one. So, um, yeah. So he gets stopped, but the whole the, he makes it seem like, all right, you know, I'm being chased by something so fast, and he tells the kids, all right, now we gotta just stand and fight. And then it's that <laughs> fucking turtle saying, "I saw you whiz pie, like we we need we need to help each other." And then Wonder Woman comes out to fight, and then the book's over. That, the I'm messed excited. Up, the messed up part is that sounds better than Convergence Number One, right? Like the the question one is like I'm, like I said earlier, man, is fucking tight. Like it's just yeah. good. It's just good. It feels like it, it. It feels like a Greg Rucka book, and it feels like this should have been done at New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two, right? You know, I was like, why? Is, I didn't understand why the question was the only one of those people that didn't get his own book. Like they were like they made a Phantom Stranger book. Yeah. Nobody wanted to read that. So, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I read I read Convergence, and honestly, I was actually kind of. To a degree, looking forward to convergence. I know you are, because you're an optimist, like almost borderline stupidity. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're so optimistic. It's like you have a a, like a mental dumb. disability. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like you should be like at least some sense of realism. Got, where like I'm just saying, look, don't look forward to it. It's like okay, let's see what happens, but don't nah. be like, I'm looking forward to this. I'm thinking that you know, I'm like DC. Like their books haven't been bad. Well, okay, maybe some Look, of them, like of them. ten of their books haven't been bad. That's true. And out, of 50, just, out of seventy-five, but, but I'm thinking like they're gonna fix their mistakes here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that's not gonna happen. I didn't think that they were gonna try to make things worse than they already are. And I'm just everything like, they've done in the last two decades have been digging themselves deeper. Like everything except for friggin' those ten books, and even that. Is only that's like the that's like the piece of shit that's dry, so it's easier to pick up at the tip. <laughs> oh. Like that's what that is. Man, I I was you know, but like something could have been a lot better. And something was great for you because you never read the horror one. That's true. That's true. So I will say this: I, I like convergence comes across really corny to me like it it comes across like a, a recycled idea it is secret wars yeah i mean i know i knew it was but that's the thing though even though like marvel recycles a lot of ideas it doesn't mean that the books come across that way necessarily though it's like you know i mean friggin uh uh axis you know, Axis is is just another X Men Avengers crossover or whatever. Or, well, I guess that's not true, but kinda. But still, it's just kind of like it was. It's different, <laughs> you know. Even though it's like okay, there's some concepts that are similar, but yeah. Or even like AVX, you know what I'm saying? Like AVX was a recycled idea, but it was different than the last time. I don't this joint and it's not like this is different it's or that is not different at all it's just that it just feels like like they're not doing any part of it better than it's been done in the past I guess and so it's just like ugh like I and and it, it's so I don't I don't know what to tell you man like I know I was reading this book 
all those versions of those characters are the Earth 2 versions of the characters. Um, the current Earth 2 version. So it's like, you know, that the Batman is the Thomas Wayne Batman and the Superman is the... But the, that's still not that Flashpoint Batman, huh? It's not the Flashpoint Batman, but it's definitely like in in Kinda that like vein. That. Yeah, in that vein. Like in 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 that Earth 2 reality, um, basically the world is similar up until the point where in the New 52, you know how in the Justice League book, Darkseid attacks. And, okay. and then the Justice League comes together and like fends him off. In Earth 2's reality, that same thing happens, but the heroes come together and they fend him off, but Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman basically die stopping Darkseid. And so you have like a whole different set of how that world, or a whole different way that that right. world kind of evolves because those people aren't in it to kind of, you know, um, shepherd things in a right. particular way. And so... By the way, that fucking Jay Garrick costume looks hideous. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I've had a lot of time to get used to it, I guess, so... I could see why you would think it's ugly. But... Yeah, so, but I, I was saying that to say that, uh, so Thomas Wayne ends up taking up the mantle after his son dies, and, you know, he, he's he's not like the, the Flashpoint Batman all the way, but there's definitely some similarities. Um, but yeah, and so you have, like, the, the, the black Superman is a, is a clone, or not a clone, um, a, um, a Kryptonian they end up finding or whatnot, and then you have the like the, the Avatar the Red, like what they were fighting Dark Side again for like the 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 final battle in Earth Two before the whole convergence thing happened, and so that's why all of them are kind of like, oh, like I thought oh, we were okay. dead, and it turns out we're alive, but we're in this other place. So Dark Side basically destroys that world, and a few of them survive. Why I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, like, Talos was saying he must have made some kind of mistake. He doesn't know. But but I don't know. I mean, I was just like, I like, like, those characters have been interesting to me. And I've been reading them with, uh, like, initially with Tom Taylor writing them. And then I think someone did end up well, taking Tom over. Tom Taylor is good, right? Oh, yeah. Like Tom Taylor's great. From Wildstorm? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, he costume. might, he very well might be from. I, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't shock me to find out he's from either one of those. All I know is that he was like the best thing happening over at DC, or one of the best things happening over at DC, writing wise, for a long time. And they replaced until... him by Jeffrey's favorite, favorite Scott Lobdell. <laughs> but you know, I mean, Tom got poached by Marvel, so you know he's writing Superior Iron Man now, so. Um. Yeah, but the characters I like, and I when I saw them, I was thinking like, okay, one. I was like, okay, well, I like these characters, but the way that King and Lobdell write them, I wasn't feeling, and I'm just like, they feel like not what like not good, and then everything everything that ends up happening after and after just makes the book progressively worse for me, culminating finally into the speech. And I was like, the the speech that you were, you know, when you were saying, oh, man, this speech is awesome, I was, like, totally thinking, like, this is the corniest speech 
ever. Like I was just like, oh, like with him saying like, like making mentioning like the crises and the flashpoints and the and yeah. it's and it's not the fact that they he tried to incorporate it into the speech because it is a concept that can work. It's just that King and Lobdell fail at it, and I'm just like, oh man, like I'm just like I don't know. I don't even know who to blame. Like I'm, I'm happier that there's two names because I can probably like at least well, keep a I little mean, bit of respect. I blame Jeff Jones. <laughs> like I can keep a little bit of respect for each of them now because I could just be like, well, maybe it was the other guy. But <laughs> but realistically though, I don't know, man. I Scott Lobdell, man, like that guy, that guy, like I look created up, sugar man. I, <laughs> I have comics that he wrote that I love. I love these books. Even some of them with Sugar Man in it. And friggin' since then, I'm just like, man, this guy's not really writing anything that I'm really feeling anymore. Like, I don't understand how you lose it like that. Well, DC. And, and, and you know, in, in fairness, I remember, uh, I remember somebody telling me, but, and, you know, that's the answer, DC, because right. I was told, like, you know, like... They had him change a whole has, character yeah. and not even change the dialogue. He has he has a lot of ideas that don't get to get used or things that he does, and they ask him to change it. And I'm just like, man, but Scott Lobdell should, like, decide to stop cashing these checks. Like, he can go somewhere. Nah, can, fuck that. Scott Lobdell can go back to Marvel if he wanted to, right? Maybe they'll want to. Maybe. Like, there he should get paid as much as he can because who's ending his legacy? He didn't make no money on darkness. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, even if even if he made some money on darkness, there's like seven creators on darkness. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? true. And it's like that's true. If that thing sold a million copies. He still just gets one seventh of whatever the end cut is, right? And he probably just got paid up front, right? Like three fifty. Yeah. So, Mo, what would you rate Convergence, man? I mean, number one, Convergence number just one. Just the the number one issue. Yeah, I'd give it a two out of five. Two out of five. And that's just because the art's good. Yeah. The art's good. The characters in it, like the, I mean, you're talking about they're from Earth Two. I wish I would have known. Yeah, because yeah. it seems it seemed like they'd be interesting, like their yeah. dynamic, you know. Yeah. But it's just nothing really happened. Yeah, it. it's like you know, like they're good characters. They really are. Like the Green Lantern. It's the the Earth Two Green Lantern. Like I don't even know he's... what's the purpose of them talking in this issue to each other and Telos. Like. If everything we're gonna watch is other worlds, I, I it's interesting because I, I that was one of the things for me too where I was I found disappointing where I was like, well this is supposed to be about like the multiversal type thing going on here, but we're only talking to characters that know each other from the one universe. So like why, why not like especially in the convergence book like right. the way it, you're making it seem is like. If you read one of the other books, you could see characters from opposite universes or different universes interacting with each other. Right. But you don't see that in Convergence Number One, which is what you well, really question. Go... You don't see that either. Well, but, but oh, that... actually, no, you do. Batwoman comes out in it. 
But either way, I'm just like, that's what you go to Convergence for, I would think. Like, right. I, I, that's what I went there for. I went there to see right. Barack people, Obama. people from different realities, from different universes, interact with each other. And so they can be like, oh, you're a different Batman than Batman I know because of this and that, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. That doesn't happen in this first issue because... I don't. I don't even know why it doesn't happen. And even like the injustice world, like this was like zero issue zero. What's the purpose of showing the injustice world? I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess the idea was that that world was destroyed. I don't know. I don't know because I thought like when I saw the injustice thing, and then they show the Earth Two thing, I'm like, right. oh, the injustice people are going to meet the Earth Two right. people, and it's like that's cool because Tom Taylor was writing both of those books and. Derek was just complaining how injustice just stopped. Right. And so it, it could go on here. Well, guess what? It sure just stopped again. <laughs> Derek would be angry. Because be like, that's the first thing. As soon teased. as I saw the injustice world, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like, this is a good way to continue it. Because, you know, they stop shit for the event. Yeah. And then they use it, too. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, I don't like, know. Mm-hmm. What would you rate it, Jay? Um, I give this book a five out of five. Joe, I will kick that you lip in quiver, the mouth. That lip quiver. Why five out of Joe? You better give it a four at least. I love the art. I love the story. I love the speech. I love seeing the different characters. Um, I know I wasn't looking for people to interact in the first issue because it's the first issue. So. <laughs> So yeah, like I loved it. I thought this was the perfect foundation to have a great story. And man, I tell you, like I wish Jeff King was sitting next to you, so I could ask him what he'd give the book, and he'd be like, eh, "It's like a three and a half out of five. Like, Jeff, Jeff King, give it a four tops. You're like, did I? Write I mean. That? Why not did I write that? I mean, unfortunately, I like things. And it just happens that a lot of the things I like, the people that make them don't like them. It's like there's that one artist that doesn't, or that one guy that doesn't like doing teams Mm. that did that team that I loved. And it was like, oh, he's like, yeah, I hate writing teams. It's like, oh. And, like, the guy that did Robin in the Teen Titans cartoon, even though I wasn't, like, a huge fan of that, I liked it. Right. And the guy that's Robin, like, yeah, I hate doing cartoons. And then the guy that did Youngblood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it just happens that a lot of the times the things I like, the people that work on them don't like them. Oh, yeah, because he's in the Avengers Academy. Oh, yeah. Right. The dude that drew it hated it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, that's something that goes along with being me. So even if Jeff King and Scott Lobdell were both here and they're like, oh, we give it a one out of five between the two of us. So we, we both gave it half a point. <laughs> and be like, yeah, but fuck, I loved it. So. Wow. Well, I, I'll give it a one. Yeah. Like. If I wasn't doing a show about comic books, I don't think I would even think about messing with issue two. 
Oh, dude, I'm so looking forward to issue two. I'm looking forward to reading these tie-ins I got. I almost wish I had gotten the Batman and Robin tie-in, but I think I'm okay. <laughs> Moses is comic sense system to me. I'm not sure if I read that or not. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason Todd's in it. Yeah. Which is why, kind of why I wish I had gotten it, but then Damien's in it. Yeah. And then it's like, or we recently talked about the Damien Batman, you know, how they work together. I mean, but Jason Todd is like in the regular DC universe, right? So. Yeah. I'm just like, is it the same Jason Todd we're talking about? Like, Earth, I mean, New 52 Jason Todd? I like looked at Red the Man? cover. Oh. Uh, and yeah, he has a red hood. Red like, hood, this is yeah. the red hood costume and the guns. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Batgirl especially because they brought my Batgirls back. I don't even know what other ones I read. They ran by too fast. Yeah. Is that damn turtle? Because I I got all of them. I want to see the Nightwing and uh, Oracle. Like I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, even the Speed Force, I kind of want to check out. I got everything that DC that came out last week. Oh, and Titans. Man. Classic Starfire, classic Nightwing. Oh, God, this Titans book. Man. <laughs> Man, am I looking forward to that. Dude, Wonder Girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like Speedy. The cover is Speedy. Wonder Girl, or like Donna Troy Wonder Girl, and Starfire. Man. Never heard of him. No, I'm joking. You heard of Speedy. I know, I know who all these people are. He has the robot arm. Right, because he lost his arm. Right. As will happen. Alright, let's talk about uh, As the God's Will, Jay. Okay. To, As the God's people. Will, the second series. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, you you introduce it. Okay. (laughs) As the God's Will, the second series, we are talking about chapter 103, which is uh, right after... it's It's the start of the Portrait of Hell arc, which is right after the Sky High Hopscotch arc. As as it usually is. Right. As is the custom. <laughs> so, just a refresher. A bunch of kids that were absent from school get approached by God to play survival games, whether they want to or not. And uh, we've been following our heroes through the initial arc, through... The tomfoolery and through sky high hopscotch, and now we are in nearing the end. The portrait of fell, the last dark. We have a what is it? Akashi's mom and uh, uh, what is her name? I can't remember the girl's name, but the one that's in love with Takashi, mm-hmm. 
they're investigating, they're reading the manga that all these death games are based on, mm-hmm. trying to look ahead. Um, Ushimaru is, or Ushimitsu, excuse me, mm-hmm. is a prisoner of Asset Mana, who's one of the people playing these games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's basically. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. Ishimitsu was captured, trying to find his way back to Akashi. And uh, Akashi's mom and the girl that are in love with them are trying to find a way to circumvent what happens. And uh, Asimana just wants to keep playing the games. And uh, we actually do finally get an origin for Asimana and Kami's Jr., which is that they're from the future, mm-hmm. and this Earth is their toy <laughs> that they play with. Of course. So the whole planet, right? Which is actually a kind of awesome picture when uh, she's telling them that. So, yeah, that's. Is the God's Will the second series, chapter 103? Now, what did you I, think of it? I, I read the wrong chapter. <laughs> I know. That looks really good in your phone. Can I see? No, you mm-hmm. can't see. I can. Your eyes don't work. Okay. Sometimes. What, what did you read? I read... I read. You it. read As the Gods Kill. No, no. I read As the Gods Will, second series, but I read, like... Like... Chapter one. What? Oh my god. I know. I was thinking that the we were re talking about like the second series was the beginning of like the new like the new arc. I knew it was new arc, but I guess second series threw me off. But okay. I should have known. Well, let me clarify this for the, you. What happened in the first series? To I'm about to clarify that for you. All right. Um, Joe's on it. So basically, uh, in this series, the second series, it's everyone that was absent from school. I think I said that. Everyone that was absent from school gets kidnapped and forced to play the games. Mm -hmm. The first series is actually about the people that were in school that day. Uh-huh. And who are forced to play the games. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, in chapter 104, the two stories converge. Oh. So we finally have the absentee people meeting up with the people that were in school that day. Mm-hmm. So the first and second series are merging mm-hmm. in chapter 104. Huh. So. But we didn't. I, so with that being the case, though, you didn't get a lot of time with the absentee kids before they start intermingling with the ones that have been there that you've been reading about for the first hundred issues or so. Wait, what? Or what? chapters or so, right? Wait, what do you mean? Say that again? Wait, so... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The second no, no, series? The whole second series has only, only been about... The absentee kids. The absentee kids. kids. Oh, okay, so I get it now. So so you've been, you actually have been with them for a while. 
right. for like a hundred plus chapters. Right. And then all of a sudden you get the first series people again. Right. Although we actually have uh we've seen a little bit of them throughout. Uh-huh. You know, just glimpses of them and of course they were in the shadow stepping arc or which shadow stepping is part of the tomfoolery mm-hmm. arc. But uh yeah, so we get see them a little bit, but this is where the two stories are like really converging into the end. So but the first series I mean the the first series is the first series continuing or the first series over? I don't know. Oh. I haven't been reading the first series because it's not on Crunchyroll. Gotcha. And you don't know if it's still going or not. Right. Gotcha. Because that, that would be the interesting part where I'm kind of like... Um... Um... I guess it's more like wondering if the story for the first series people has ended already, like you know how it turns out, and then you're seeing them, or if it did end in a cliffhanger, and you're just like, wow, I wonder what happened to them, and then they did the second series, and you're like, well, I guess I'll just won't find out, and then all of a sudden you see them, or or if it's been going on concurrently, and then you're like, oh man, these stories are merging. Right. All of which are cool things, you know, like. So, yeah. And and what kind? What are the kind of uh, games that they have had them play in the past? Um. Well, there was the. What is it? The Bean Festival game, where they were fighting demons with beans. There was the. Uh. Othello game where they had to solve mysteries and kill monsters. Um, there was let's see, the jungle game where they survival game in the jungle where they first get to start getting their tomfoolery powers. Um, oh, there was the rock, paper, scissors. Which was awesome. Like, an amazing game. Um, so, let's see what else. Yeah, that's all I can think of off the top. That's cool. Yeah, and Mo, you didn't get to read this, right? No. Yeah. They want to charge me money. Really? They... Wouldn't let me proceed unless I put a credit card in there. Ah, oh, oh, right, because on the the mobile devices. Well, anything that uses Wi-Fi that's not a computer. Oh, gotcha. So like a tablet. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, I mean, Jeff, I know this is a series that you've been reading, and. For over a hundred issues now, right, and that you've you've recommended before, so we know that you you'll do both of those at this point. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so does it have any weight for you at all that you get the first or the kids that were there that day of school, or if for you is it just like oh well, 
this new character. No, it's awesome to me. Like, yeah, because of the, especially because of the glimpses we've had Mm -hmm. of the kids that were in school. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know there's one part uh, in the tomfoolery, no, I'm sorry, shadow stepping, where they get to go to the real world, or, yeah, get to go to Earth, and Akashi, that's the main character, is talking with his father and uh, about God. Well, the people that were in school, they're called God's children. Uh-huh. And he was having a conversation with them. And he's like, yeah, you know, basically the surviving God's children fall into three categories. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are just withdrawn and they kind of retreat from society uh there's a kind that uh like basically use their celebrity to their advantage and then they're the kind that are just broken that are just broken yeah and it happens that akashi's best friend is one of those people that is broken like he survived and he just isn't there anymore so, yeah, it's cool seeing, yeah, God's children. I know in the Sky High Hopscotch, one of the main ones is like a pretty cool character. Uh, he's uh, uh, he's like a what are they called? Like kind of like a prodigy kind of kid, uh-huh. like super smart. And it's made him arrogant. And so, you know, he does his whole thing with Akashi. And he basically, because he kind of hates people. Like, he thinks they're all idiots. Mm -hmm. And it's made, like, life boring for him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he meets Akashi. And you can't really wrap his head around him. And, you know, they have their whole moment. And... You know, they spend a lot of time, like, developing him mm-hmm. just to have him, you know, lose. Just, like, like his mind? No, he loses the game. Oh, to have him lose the game. Gotcha. Cool. So, as the gods will, second series, the new arc begins with with chapter 103. Yes. It's on Crunchyroll. I'm sure you can get it. Uh, in in your comic shops, wherever manga is sold as well. Right. Lord. Cool. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Like most of the comic shops I visit don't really sell manga. That's not good, Joe. I know. It's too bad Comics Inc. isn't around still. Yeah, they sell too much manga. Actually, they don't sell enough. They sell a lot, but not a lot of variety. Mm. So, it's like the best place to get manga are bookstores. And those are dying. Like, I think they say California loses a bookstore every week. <laughs> Did somebody really say that? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm like, I didn't know that. I'm like, Did that many? 
Are there many? 52? <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty sure if that's true, they're all gone now. Um, Let's talk about We Can Never Go Home. Uh, We Can Never Go Home is written by Matthew Rosenberg and Patrick uh, Kindlund. Uh, the art is by Josh Hood. It's published by Black Mask Studios. Uh, I know we, or at least I don't know about you guys, but I know I, I was only recently exposed to this book by seeing uh, Matthew at at WonderCon. Right, I never heard of it before. Yeah, and you know his what his his banner said. Uh, was it your new favorite writer? Is that what it said? Yeah. I want to see his old banner. <laughs> With just the words on it? Yeah. That made the people angry? Right. All right. And, I mean, words do make, like, you know, some people don't like to read. That's why they do comics, because there's mostly pictures. <laughs> but I'm not saying all comic readers, because we're not like that. But No, no, I love words. I would say the majority of them aren't like that, but I'm betting that the ones that didn't like his banner are... We're the other kind. All right. They're like, we hate Bendis. Right. Too many bubbles, too many word bubbles. And um, Kevin Smith. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So we we went ahead and invested in We Can Never Go Home, number one. And uh, it's an interesting book. It's an interesting book. It's a story of two people. Oh. <laughs> Two people that have uh, special abilities that end up finding each other in happen by happenstance. Now, uh, are we just talking about the first issue? I only I only read the first issue. Did you guys read more than issue one? I only read the first one. Okay, so the first issue has one person with special abilities, and one person that says they have special abilities. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Jay. Spoilers. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we like, only see one person use special abilities. Right. The other one has a gun, uh-huh. which is not a special ability. It's a tool. What if you're like... Tell that to Captain America. What if you're Hawkeye? What? It's A gun is a tool, even if you're Hawkeye. But what if I'm special at shooting it? You could be special, but the gun is a tool. Okay. It's like a carpenter isn't special because he knows how to use a saw. Right, Hawkeye, and I'm going to ultimate Hawkeye. Unless he's Jesus. (laughs) And then he could just sell bullshit. Whoa, hey. Sorry. Hey. It's the quota for the show. Hey. Like I got to blaspheme once an episode. I know Ultimate Hawkeye is special because he could turn anything into a weapon. So any tool he has on hand is a lethal weapon, mm-hmm. including like his fingernails, which when he rips them off and uses them to kill you, become a tool. That still makes me cringe to this day. <laughs> what if he rips too much and it hurts the under of his nail? Oh, dude, it's not too much. Like, there's, there's, there's you no... can't not hurt your nail, right. your finger when you rip your fingernail off. Right. Like, like you're literally man. I... Wait, I was just thinking, just a little edge that's too long. No, no, he... no. He takes the whole Ooh, nail. The whole nail. Ooh, that's even worse. Yeah. I think I just shit myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a side note that has nothing to do with <laughs> So, did you read more than issue one then? No, I was just saying because you said two people have powers, but we don't see that. Well, yeah, but he, he says it. I trust him. I don't. Look. Alright. <laughs> He's the bad kid in school, like the outcast. Like, you'll do anything to have that chick around. Yeah. I mean, he can do anything. I believe him myself. Yeah. Well, I believe the writer, because the writer told me that there's two people with power. Yeah, I wasn't there for that conversation. You were reading I Menu. I was reading Menu. Yeah. <laughs> but I know he's getting his ass kicked, and he already he says he killed his mom. He's getting his ass kicked by his dad. He could have just killed him. But he waited for the girl to come and save him. Well, Joe. <laughs> so if if so, killed, I'm thinking he might not have any powers. He might just be full of shit. I mean, if you've killed one, I of mean, your, why do you have a, even have a gun? Like, if you could just kill people with your you, power. If you've killed one of your parents already, you might be reluctant to kill the other. Well, he one, doesn't right? use the gun to kill people. He uses it to kill cans and bottles. Right. But he wouldn't need the gun to do that. To kill bottles? Right. You could break a bottle. Yeah, but it's no fun. We well, I'm definitely agreeing that using a gun is more fun. Right. But. I mean, he wasn't defending against the bottles. He was just shooting the shit. I'm trying to figure out why Joe just feels <laughs> like you can just kill your dad like nothing. Like, I'm like, jeez, man. Like. I mean, Justice almost did it. Justice uh, from the Avengers? Yeah. But that fool regretted it for, like, ever. And he almost did it. Right. Yeah. That fool was, like, all super, like, tempered after that for the longest time. Like, oh, I can't let loose too much because I might hurt somebody. And it's like, well, your dad was kind of a butthole. And you beat him senseless. I don't know. I'm sure I could think of people that killed their parents. Menendez's? No, I wasn't going to go there. Oh. I mean, I, I thought too, of them, obviously, soon? but... Too soon? <laughs> no, I was looking for fictional examples. Oh, gotcha. Because, you know, real-life examples are just sad. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting because this book... It started off very cliche, and I was just like thinking initially that I was like, I, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't bad even in the parts of it that are a little cliche. And I was just like, oh, but we're going like there was a, there was like a lot of tropes in like a few pages, and I was just like, is this what this is gonna be? But it turned out like after you get past those like first like four, four pages, pages. Yeah. it's like it opens up it, it almost like does all that to get it out the way no it doesn't it stays tropey to the very end it stays tropey to the very end yeah I don't even know if tropey is a word but I like it tropey I'm pretty sure it's a word how's it how's it stay tropey all the way to the end like everything that happens is trope <laughs> Like, as, for example. For example, like, them falling in love. They didn't fall in love. Yeah, they're not in love yet. Not yet, but you can see where it's going. 
Because it's a trope. Nah, look, you don't know that, Joe. You're making assumptions. Right. The it, the thing has to happen first before it's a, you're like, oh, that trope. It can't be like, oh, yeah, well. like what you just did is a fanboy trope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you have it has to happen first. It, you can't like be like, oh, well, this is what's gonna happen. So it's of course they're doing that trope because it may not it may not happen. Yeah, Do you consider word. the mixtape a trope? Say what? The mixtape a trope? The yeah. Mi- no, the mixtape's not a trope. It is. It happened in a regular show. Dude, is it's... it a trope when regular show did it? Yeah. No, dude. It's like a throwback. It's like, it, you can't even say it's a trope because it doesn't happen that often. And it actually takes place when there were tapes. <laughs> like What, regular show or this? The... Um, Regular this. show does too. No, no, this doesn't take place when there was trope. Is that nineteen eighty nine? No. Oh. In fact, that's what made it. This that's what made it not a trope to me at least, and made it interesting. Because now, look, just he, because it's a trope doesn't mean it's not interesting. I agree with you, but, but it's a trope. It's not. It's tropey. It's not a trope. The whole book is tropey. It's not a trope because. It would have been different. You just want to say tropey. <laughs> uh. It is pretty fun once you get going. <laughs> if. If he had made her a CD as a mixtape, then maybe you have an argument to say it's a trope. But Mixed even... CDs aren't a trope. That's not even the thing. Like, it who gives thing. people mixed CDs? It, it, no. Once a... we got away from tapes, CD was the next thing. What are you talking about? Right, which is why that's not the trope. The trope is mixed tapes. <laughs> mixed tapes are the trope. Okay, but here's the thing. He gave her an actual mixtape. Right, true. And it's, and it's like now. True. And so she's looking at it like, how am I going to play this? And right. it's like, don't that worry about it. That happened in Hustle and Flow. That didn't happen in Hustle and Flow. Yeah, it did. The guy gave Ludacris a tape. And Ludacris was like, how am I even going to play this? I don't have a tape player. And then he threw it in the toilet. That, he, that doesn't, that's not how that scene happened. He took the scene, he took this the thing and was like acting all good, like he liked it. Oh, thank you, like I'll, I'll listen to it. And then he went to the bathroom and shitted on it. But no, he said, how am I going to play this? Before He started out like, how am I gonna, even going to play this? And then he said, all right, I'll take it. And then he went in the bathroom and shot on it. Right. Right. But he did say, how am I going to play this? Okay, it's not a trope still. It's not the same thing as what's happening in this book. Nothing in this book happens in Hustle and Flow. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous to even say. <laughs> Both Ludacris and the girl say, how am I going to play this? So, the chick goes home, and when she goes home, there's a package for her, and in the package has a friggin' tape player in it, which is awesome. Right. That's like actually like a stalkerish. Cool... How is it stalkerish? I gave you a gift in two parts. Like how yeah, it's stalkerish? like Hanukkah, only two days. <laughs> like what? There's nothing stalker. I didn't. I wasn't in your room when you got there with the box saying, "Here, this is for you." I sent the package to your house. That's called mail. There's nothing stalkerish. I actually want to make Does that even know... tape. Like how do you find out where she it. lived? How did he find out where she lived? They went. He walked into her house the first day. Right, right. 
It's like, why, why are you trying to make this thing like something that is not? Like you're like, he's getting back at us for conversion. Oh, how can he? No, get... I'm not doing that. I'm <laughs> the look quiver. This is just to say that you're saying it wrong. What? What am I saying wrong? <laughs> Mo's over here making the lip quiver move. <laughs> see, there it is. Look. The guy doesn't have any powers that we see. So you can't make that assumption. Mixtapes are tropey. <laughs> and, I mean, go, go on. I, I wasn't saying anything else. Okay, so what do you think of the, what do you give the book? <laughs> well... At least talk about the art. The art was good. The art's great. Again, we talked about his art or his other book's art menu. How for independent books, you know, Joe has some issues with the art. I have similar issues cause with independent books because sometimes they don't put enough effort or they get what they can afford, you know. But these books that uh, have been that we got at WonderCon menu and we can never go home. They have. Like, specifically, we can never go home. Like, that's some quality oh, shit yeah. that you can see on image. You oh, know, yeah. like... No, it's top notch. From somebody that, down, that you know, not downgraded, but did a creator-owned book that's been working in mm-hmm. the big books mm-hmm. and then does a creator-owned on image. Yeah. You know, compared to, you know, anything out on, on image right now, like Southern Cross or... It's on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It, the story itself I like because it the character the male character and the way that he's treated and, and he's perceived and perceives others the in the mixtape it shows that his musical taste like he's that kid you know and I kind of identify with that you say he's that kid which kid is that the kid, kid that you know people don't usually welcome into their little clique and they judge based on things he says but half of the things he says are partly because he has to use a little bit of abrasive wit to kind of uh push the people that are just gonna tease him or, or talk shit to him to keep them at bay you know mm-hmm. and yeah i i did want to make that playlist to listen to while I read the next issue. <laughs> I think they should have a mixtape in every issue. <laughs> like even in the letters column, just like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just tell me what to listen to while I read this. That's fair. So Joe The dialogue's good too. I thought so too. I thought I thought the dialogue was pretty good. Like again, after you get past like those first like three pages and again, it's not bad. It's just it's stuff that, you know, like a lot of things that I've seen and heard or read other in other books, and it's kind of like, okay, well, so is this what we're doing? But it turns out, no, it's not what we're doing. We're doing something different, or at least what seems different to me, but tropey to Joe. Right. It's tropey, but it's not bad. Like, I definitely like their relationship, and I like how it's going through steps. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the kind of instantaneous thing, like, how you would see like from a limited series where they have to push things along fast so fast that it kind of seems unnatural uh-huh um this is kind of a natural progression 
from him just meeting her in a good spot to become friends. Mm-hmm. And so I do like their relationship and how it's growing. And, uh, yeah, the dialogue is cool. I mean, a lot of it, because it is tropey, I've seen a lot of it before, but it is done well. Um, there's definitely tropey stuff. You guys have uh, had me read that was <laughs> just garbage. Um, like what? I'm thinking that one book that I can't remember if it was you that liked it or you that liked it, but it was one of the Wonderland books. I mean that from the production company Wonderland uh, about the detective and he was new on the job and they were fighting like monsters or something. That's a Larry book. I don't know. Oh, I remember. Yeah, like one of the Xenoscope books. Nah. Oh, I don't know what we're talking about. I don't think so. I think it was Image. I remember I had to call into the show that day. Mm -hmm. And it was when we were doing shows in the mornings. Mm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but this was good. I mean, yeah, I don't think that guy has powers. I haven't seen anything. And the writer didn't tell me specifically he had powers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's all right. It's not bad. I'm definitely glad the art doesn't suck because I hate that in independent books. Yeah. Mm hmm. I want to see how this all plays out. You know yeah. what? I would really enjoy is to like play this book as like a Telltale Games joint. Oh yeah! Like mm. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, cause you could piss off the chick. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to do that. Like the game's over then. Like right. <laughs> like if Telltale does it, that's probably what would happen. <laughs> it's like that's it. Game over. Indeed. Okay, so what mo would you rate? Four out of five. There you go. What about you, Jay? Three out of five. Okay, cool. I would also give it a four out of five. It's a fun book. Yeah. Sweet. Uh we should are there any news stories we should mention before we uh go? Olivia Munn is, is Psylocke. I don't like it. I'm just happy it's not a little boy. Um <laughs> would it be a little I wonder Ryan how much singer's a pervert. <laughs> I'm just wondering what costume it's going to be. It's going to be the classic one. And how much rear coverage it's going to have. Uh, Brian Singer's like, ooh, that's thicky. Cover it up. <laughs> what oh. do I what? Why do you care? How much rear he coverage wants to see ass. I mean, when I think of Psylocke, I think of Jim Lee ass out Psylocke. And, uh, well, I'm afraid you're assed out, my friend. That's kind of what I would like to see. So, I mean, you know, it's not like I like looking at women. Right. It's just we, we something. All like looking at not women. you. Apparently, you don't. I like Olivia. Olivia Munn as Psylocke doesn't excite me. Yeah. She doesn't look Asian enough. Like, I'd like, still I, like to see her ass. Who even really if she cares, isn't Asian. Really? Like, I care. You don't go for the X Men movies for that. For Psylocke? No. Not Brian Singer X-Men movies. You, Michael Bay X-Men movies. I would? You'll God, get a I good, would hate that. But you would get a good Psylocke. Would I? Yeah. She because, might be because, Asian. 
Does, still be good. Does Michael Bay do strong female characters? No, <laughs> but like you know, he makes gets the hottest ones. Right, but my side like has to be strong. Well, I mean, I he, mean in the island, strong the chick first, was strong. hot second. Like I could, I couldn't even bear oh, you, a weak side have, lock. You can't have it all. Like if you want it all, read the Jim Lee book. No, I mean, <laughs> trust me. If I had to pick, I would pick strong side lock. Yeah. Because, like, you might not even get that. When it comes down to it, her character is what's important. Whether she's right. wearing the Jim Lee ass out or the, uh, I forgot the, who did the redesign where it's the hood and. Or bro. even before that, the little Aladdin pants. Right. It's like the personality is what counts first, then ass coverage. And then the chick that was directing. <laughs> Man, that sounds terrible. The chick that was directing Wonder Woman. Yeah. She quit. Yeah. Because, you know, she didn't want to make a movie that was shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard she she left for, like, creative, some creative differences. Yeah. Huh? I tell so. you, man, it's rough. Like, I don't, I don't understand how this Wonder Woman I'm thing. I'm telling you, half of those DC movies aren't going to come out. You think so? Yeah, Disney's making a live-action Mulan, and there's already a petition to make Mulan Asian. That's good, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't want a white Mulan. No. That's Joan of Arc. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's true. It is true. And it's just like, it doesn't even make any sense. If it would be like well, not Asian, on, is Disney really considering a white Mulan, or are people just like people, preemptive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's preemptive. a preemptive yeah. strike. But it's one of those things where I think somebody's trying to be funny. You can't mess around and like, you, like no one would be surprised if Disney cast a white Mulan. Like nobody would be surprised about that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Now, like, how about if they the had Kristen Krupp? Like. Ask coverage. Like Kristen Kruk Mulan. Who's Kristen Kruk? From Smallville. She played Chun Li oh, yeah. in the Street Fighter, whatever of right. Chun Li. And she's, right. she's part not Asian. Asian. She's like part Asian, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. Oh. I think she's like Canadian and <laughs> something Irish, maybe. Man, that's wild. Yeah. I forgot what else was in the news. There was something that I cared about. Oh, uh, Kevin Feige talked about to Collider about uh, the Spider-Man they're going to use. Mm-hmm. And he confirmed Peter Parker. And, and he says That's that good. it's going to be a teenage high school Peter Parker. Cool. That that sounds good. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah, that's great. Why not? Uh, it's Peter Parker. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm happy wanted, about but, that, but yeah. I kind of want the out of college Peter Parker. I want, you know, yeah, I want the one making money. Or uh, he didn't even have to be that far. He could be like right before he decides that he can use his sciencey knowledge to make money for Web Fluid instead of just taking pictures. I don't know. It seems to me like teenage Peter Parker's where that's the only thing we haven't seen in the in 
Spider-Man movies. I mean, wasn't what you call was in high school, right? Who? Uh, who? 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 Uh, who? Andrew Garfield. Oh. He was in high school. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, As Spider-Man. Yeah. I was gonna say Amazing Spider-Man is high school. It takes place while he the whole thing while he's in high school. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say what Look, apparently Kevin Feige didn't watch that because he said he said you know we haven't seen that in the movies yet. I thought the first yeah, we have. I thought the first uh, Spider-Man movie he was in high school. Not as Spider-Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in the first movie he was still in high school, wasn't he? No. Yeah, he remember he got in the fight with Flash in school. He didn't save people as Spider-Man. Yeah, like he swung his fist. And he's yeah, like, he didn't have <laughs> adventures as Spider-Man in high school. So wait, but he got the powers in high school, right? Right, but this whole thing, like his, his fighting villains and shit, he's gonna be doing as a teenager, not but, as a young adult. But, but Andrew Garfield did that. But I'm saying, wait, but but friggin' the first Spider-Man movie, he wasn't a teenager fighting criminals. No, he's like, a grown ass man. I, he wasn't in high school. No. Well, how did he get the powers in the first movie? In high I mean, school. he was in high school when he got the powers, but it flashed forward till after high school. Like, it did. Yeah. And he wasn't Spider Man until after. It flashed forward, I think, till after college. Well, so what was he doing for the four years with the powers? That's what Kevin Feige wants you to see. Nah, man. That's n- really, that's how that first movie went. Yeah, that seems crazy. Watch it again. I yeah, will. that's exactly how. And it let went. me know because I don't remember either. Because I don't know, I don't remember that like, at all. Like, I feel like he was in high school. Yeah, but Mo watched it more carefully than I did. Yeah, I, I could have swore he was in high school. Like, and now don't get me wrong, he wasn't like in the high school itself, like not the building or anything like that. But I thought he got the powers in high school, and then and he fought the Green Goblin in high school. Yeah. No. I know. I remember them having a conversation, uh, Osborne and Peter. Right. And I don't. He wasn't out of college. That I know. Not when they talked. Right. But, but he was doing Spider-Man stuff then. When when the, he's at dinner. So I know. I don't, I don't know about high school. Oh, when he moves in with. Uh, yeah. That was after high school already. Right. Like I'm saying, I know it was, I don't know if it was high school, but I know he was still in college. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. So I want to see after that, because Andrew Garfield, I know his first movie was in high school, Spider-Man. But if you're having a a, a cinematic universe, Spider-Man, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man, it would make sense for him to be younger than everybody else. Like, it would see, at least, yeah. I want him to be able to join the Avengers. He can join the Avengers too. Yeah, but it's weird if he does it as a kid. Yeah, it's like having a friend that's older than you while you're still underage. <laughs> it's, it's like you're like seventeen and your boy's like twenty-one. Yeah, and it's like why are you hanging out with little kids? That doesn't look right. And it's like he's only four years younger than me. <laughs> but you're right. That's a big difference when you're. Yeah. Okay, you're right. So make him a man then. That's it. <laughs> I said I wanted a, you know, late twenties. Yep. Early thirties. And I wanted the guy from the office. Uh Hex says the Toby Maguire movie show specifically showed the high school graduation. Right. Though I thought it was college 
and then after the graduation, Parker's trying to work for Osborne. Yeah. I... Uh, Tiger Claw. What heck's that? <laughs> Tiger Claw says Olivia Munn should play Mulan because she's technically Asian. <laughs> Is Olivia Munn technically Asian? Who cares? Wrap up music. Nah, I'm like, I don't know what Olivia Munn is. Is Munn an Asian name? I mean, I thought it was Germanic. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's Moon, but she wanted to whitewash. <laughs> no, the sad thing is, I would believe that. That might be it. In fact, I'm gonna look that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Uh oh, sorry. Give us some final thoughts. Um. So, this Wednesday, like possibly the greatest Archie crossover ever comes out. Archie versus Predator. The end? Yeah. I mean, what more? Enough said, right? I mean, what else is there to say? Archie versus Predator. You're right. That's pretty much what you say. Hex, Hex final thoughts. Slant eyes equals might as well be Asian. That's not right, Hex. That's not right at all. There's some Mexicans that might be Asian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you get fat enough. <laughs> might look Asian. That's funny. Smoke enough weed. Get Chinese eyes. <laughs> Most Magnum. What are your final thoughts? Um, this episode should be... I don't know why I'm announcing when it should be uploaded. Because the people that will listen and uploaded. It's not going to make sense. But yeah, Wednesday. And a new episode of Fantastic Four on Bootlegs will be out Wednesday. Word. What is up with you in this volume? I I answered a call. Derek H., final thoughts? Uh, why do nerds have to be nerds? Every time an attractive woman does anything that, that they think jumps into their nerddom, they all hate that attractive woman all of a sudden. I don't know. Why, Larry? Are we talking about Olivia Munn? Yeah. Yeah. I think Olivia Munn comes across as inauthentic. Like, I don't believe she's an X-Men fan. Like, nobody making <laughs> X-Men movies is X-Men fans. I don't who's, hate her. Who's, the, who's an X-Men fan in that movie? Like, have you seen those movies? I've seen them. Like, nobody's an X-Men fan. So, so everybody, everybody was... Uh, cool with uh, the Wolverine guy because he showed up on set like with his own with his own handmade claws and with a with a Days of Future Past uh, paperback in his back pocket like are we talking happens? are we talking about uh, friggin friggin uh, Hugh Grant Hugh not Hugh Grant I almost I was like yeah Hugh Grant uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman Laurie. Hugh Laurie are we talking about Hugh Jackman yeah you know what though no, don't even, don't yeah. even. No, I mean, I've, I've met Hugh Jackman. Right. And I've talked to Hugh Jackman about Wolverine. And I'm not saying Hugh Jackman was a, a fan beforehand, because I, I don't, oh, he, not, I don't yeah, think no, yeah, he after loves after it he now. made $100 million yeah. off that, I'm sure no. he read a bunch of the comic books. Let me tell you, Hugh, Hugh Jackman read a bunch of the comic books before he made the movie. Before X-Men. And trust me, and, I, and, no, I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you that because... That's what he told me, and I believe him. I believe him. Now, Olivia Munn, 
I'm not saying that she needs to be a Psylocke fan, but I don't I don't have any faith that she's gonna be like trying to study up. To she be... don't need to study up. <laughs> they're I'm... not making the movies like they not take. They don't care about the source material in the movie. Let me tell you, friggin', friggin', uh, uh, damn it, Fastbender. When they ask Fastbender, like, okay, so you're gonna play Magneto? Now you're you're following up Ian McKellen, and they're like, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen is this amazing actor. How many cues are you taking from Ian McKellen's performance? To, how to many, play. How many cues listen, wait, listen, 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 book? listen. How many cues are you taking from Ian McKellen's performance to play Magneto? This is what Fastbender said. I'm not taking any cues from Ian McKellen's performance. I actually went and read up the character in the comics, and I'm taking all my cues from the books. Right. That's what that's what that fool said. He and did that a fool, he did a bunch of unnecessary homework. Well, but look, nobody fool, asked him to do that. That fool is the best Magneto. Yeah, good for he's him. The, he's the best character in the whole movie. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He's, he's the best in he's shit the only, movies. He's the only part of the thing that feels authentic. It feels like right. X Men. Look, good. Be happy with that. So, so that so, girl that played the that butterfly angel in the first movie, you're cool with her though, right? No, that what? angel doesn't even belong in that movie. It doesn't make any sense. Huh? You it does make sense. Like Her name is Angel. In, in these movies that you have a problem with, every time a guy is brought up, you're like, right. no, no, that guy, no, he did his homework. He loves bacon. He did do his homework, though. It's not like I'm talking about Banshee. He didn't do his I homework. He did unnecessary extra work. I don't know anything about Banshee. His performance, it was all right. Look, I, I, don't, I don't even, I didn't enjoy anything about Havoc's performance. I wish he would have fucked more that with guy, that, that guy was just there for a paycheck as far as I'm concerned. It's not about women. It's you know a, what I did watch recently? That was good <laughs> casting? It was Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer was, as Beast is fantastic. Yeah. And it's like he just naturally fits that You are, you are bona fide nerds. You just hate attractive women. Oh, what are you talking Yeah, I, Larry, you hate I know plenty women. of attractive women that I love. Yeah, and as soon as they put on the goddamn X-Men costume, you're like, "Look, oh, they don't deserve that." They costume. cosplay wrong. He starts calling them cunts. I don't think. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think she do her homework. I'm sorry. I, I meant I heard, the scene. I heard about this uh, 45 minutes ago, and I'm already against it because I don't think she's gonna do her homework. Look, you should have seen them when I told them off air. Look, it's a side of Larry you never seen. Here's here's what I'll do, Derek. I will rethink my whole thing. If you can honestly tell me that you feel like Olivia Munn's going to do a good job as I feel like, have you seen? She does good work. W- where? Where? Attack of the Show. I've seen Attack of the Show. I saw her in Newsroom. She was all right. You saw her. You saw. Oh, that, see, this is where every, everything comes back to Attack of the Show. A, a bad show on a bad network with a bad premise. No, no, no. And she was hired to do it. And she did a good job on a show that she was hired to do it. People. People are, uh, are upset at her because, wait a minute, we find out that she does not sleep with the Atari 2600. Like, yeah, she was hired for a job. Like, everybody else on that goddamn show. Wait uh, a minute. I liked her on Attack of the Show. I, I liked know, it. she was great on Attack of the Show, and nerds hate her for it. No, I, I don't they shouldn't. Problem. I don't have any problem with her being on Attack of the Show. I'm saying I don't have a lot of faith in her acting ability. and that's She not- texted Kevin a picture of her in stirrups. I don't know what that. She has should have to do texted anything. us. Then I would have been on board. 
If there's ever an like, if a woman is too attractive, nerds don't believe that she could do a good job. Dude, there are plenty of attractive. They're little nerd uh, comic book stuff. There are plenty of attractive women that I feel would do fantastic jobs at all types of different roles. And if another person says, "Goddamn Maggie Q," like, oh, she's the only Asian woman right. in Hollywood. All of a sudden, every time an Asian comes out, they're like, "Maggie Q can do it," because that's the only Asian person they know about. <laughs> that's like me yelling. Diane Mazzotta could be a, could be Psylocke. Diane Mazzotta would be a like, ass Psylocke. Why, why can't they just be mad at X Men movies? <laughs> I in do general? like Diane Mazzotta. The, look, Di- I don't know who the fuck that is. The chick that used to host, um, uh, damn it, was it wasn't Filter? What show did she host on? The List Show, wasn't it? Oh, well, then it was Filter. Then yeah, that was Filter. Yeah, yeah, it was Filter. But Dude, but, she was but, hot. but let me tell you though, Diane Mazzotta does her homework. That chick works hard. She does. What? Why? Wait. First of all, you, you first you were mad at me Diane because Mazzotta because over, over Olivia Munn for Psylocke now. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Diane Mazzotta's a better host but than Olivia Munn. I, I think you guys. She's should. definitely cuter. I don't want to say. I'm not talking about her physical attractiveness. What I'm, about? Of course, she never are. Huh? You never Ash talk coverage? about girls' physical attractiveness. I don't know why you hate looking at girls. Yeah, but I have no problem looking at girls. Girls are physically Other than your wonderful. Uh, dude, just, just, I can agree with you that some of them are, but just because they are doesn't mean I have to talk about it. Well, if there's an average-looking girl, then she could do anything for comic books. Like Everybody loves average-looking <laughs> girls when they want to do stuff for comic books. But God, God forbid like you comb your hair and put on some makeup, then all of a sudden... You're a dirty whore who doesn't have any, who doesn't love, uh, who doesn't love the the source material like I do. It's like, jeez, what what is, what is it about not looking bad that nerds hate? I mean, Diane Mazzotta is hot. Yeah, like she she girl. could do Psylocke. I agree with you. Can she act? I look. I'd be surprised if she couldn't. Like you guys I are over it. here saying somebody that you don't know if she can act. I've look. seen Diane Mazzotta act in 30-second spurts. <laughs> I, look. I would say the way she reads those lists is very Psylocke-like. I, like, I've seen Olivia Munn act in 30-second spurts as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about commercials. I've only seen Diane Mazzotta in commercials is what but I'm saying. There, there are plenty of... <laughs> Larry was jerking off. There are plenty of attractive I, girls that could do I was just really making stuff. a joke about her being inconsistent, but I guess Actually, what's it? Um... <laughs> That girl, and I can't remember her name, that plays uh, Dina Pilgrim, is really cute. What? What? What does the, their physical appearance have to do with anything? Because that's the reason this came up, right? This is, this uh, is the reason Olivia why Munn this is, is hot, dude. No, I know for me, I could care less what Olivia Munn looks like. It doesn't have anything to do with, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't have anything to do. What is it? it no offense, but you're one of the people that talks about people not being attractive enough to play certain roles. Like you said that about what's her name doing Mary Jane. Well, yeah, but that's different. She's a supermodel. <laughs> see, see, no, she's a supermodel. Like, that's a part of the role. Like, she's a supermodel. You have to talk about physical attractiveness at that point, don't you? You don't have to. For no. a supermodel, she's acting. How about Gwen Stacy? <laughs> She's acting like a pretty person? <laughs> right. She's doing a poor job, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's what I know. Well, uh, see, you're the one that's now you're obsessed with physical attractiveness. I'm just like, I'm just, like, Psylocke is not a supermodel. She's hot as hell. We all know that. But the fact is, 
her being attractive, I mean, I guess it's somewhat part of her role, but that's not has nothing to do with Olivia Munn. I, Olivia Munn doesn't look Asian. The whole point of Psylocke is why, why guys, why comic nerds like her is because they jerk off to her in that outfit. Period. End of story. Right. I don't jerk off to Psylocke in the You peel two layers of skin off your cock. No. Nobody's going to come and I mean, tell when me when I was oh, younger. I love her backstory and, and her character. No, no, no. She wears a tight black outfit that you like uh, jerking it to. It's Don't purple. lie, nerds. It's purple. it's purple, dude. It's purple. purple. Do you not know X Men? It's purple like Larry's cock after he was done reading that X Men issue. <laughs> Plus, there are a lot hotter X Men to jack off to. <laughs> and they've all been jerked it off to. Every one of them. I think. I think Olivia Munn is playing this oh uh, I'm so hot everyone hates me card too much. <laughs> oh poor Olivia Munn nah. and her uh, and her attractive face. <laughs> like I tell you what, I don't have any problem with her being attractive. I'm just saying I don't buy her a Psylocke as of right now. She might change my mind. Look, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a moot point, but it is. There's a bigger issue here. The, the fucking X-Men movies. It's for that shit. It, you got a shit Psylocke for a shit X-Men movie. She fits just fine. I want a better Psylocke. Look, then, then, I then want you should ask for a better X-Men movie. I want a better X-Men movie. Yeah, but, but that's the issue. Don't. But you're going to see this terrible X-Men right. movie. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna jerk off to Olivia Munn <laughs> just because it's Psylocke. I'm not jerking off to Olivia Munn. You're all jerking off to Olivia Munn. I've never, I've done, never done yeah, it. I've never done that either. I never will. Although when she was at Comic-Con, I did jerk off on her. Whoa. I remember Whoa. Uh, uh, some yeah, the guy on, word on for that. is going around saying, well, she I was going to be at Comic-Con, so therefore like she's not going to be You know, who cares how she acted towards you at Comic-Con, nerd? Like, oh, no. Why can't she? She, did, she, she didn't get on her knees and suck my dick when I, when I, when I told her I was the biggest fan. Like, that's not her job. Why can't she be nice to her fans? She could. She don't have to be nice. Why not? Everyone should be nice. No, not if you don't want to. Like you talk about her not being authentic. How he treats his fans, throws phones at people. Yet all of a sudden, got no problem. I didn't see anybody saying, "Well, he should be Superman's dad because he's mean to his fans." Right. He's hitting people in the goddamn head with a rotary phone. Right. Who the hell has a rotary phone? Rotary phone. Hotel. That's the bigger question than why is he getting hit in the head with it? I'll tell you what. That, well, person, yeah, I that mean, person should have been in his house. <laughs> it was a hotel. He hit the maid. Oh, there was a rotary phone in the maid? Why does the hotel? hotel have a rotary phone? Because they're like a vintage hotel. It's shit. big time. That's fancy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, now we said Superman's dad. Who are we talking about? Russell Crowe. I thought we were talking about Kevin Costner. Russell, wait, here's the best up part. I was thinking about the Duke's the Hazard guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought he was nice. Wait, please, we're not talking about a Motel 6 where it's like X-Men. I was like, come on. Bro, Duke? John Schneider is not standing in anything is, over $59 a night. That is messed up. I'm like, Bro, Duke seems like such a nice dude. Russell Crowe? First of all, that's not even Superman's dad. That's number one. <laughs> that's just his, his friggin' sperm donor. No one that makes he sense. He gave him guidance, especially friggin' friggin' Superman's dad in that movie was all fighting. That I believe the the character would throw a phone at people. And it's like that. Jarrell is no good. 
That movie's amazing. Yeah, let's go. I like it. It's it's great. Did you watch Daredevil, Derek? It, it was uh, it was great. Good. Uh, did you guys talk about the about Wonder Woman losing her director? We yeah. did. We did. Oh. We're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You guys Our... talk about Ant Man? No, we did not talk about. Is anybody talking about it, man? No, it still looks bad. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> all excited because it doesn't look like it sucks anymore. It's like, no, it still looks like it sucks. Yeah. It doesn't look like it sucks as, as bad as it did before, but it still don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, 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 the big exciting part is a toy train falling over. It's like, guess what? That's what, that's what Ant-Man is, people. Goddamn toy trains falling over. That could be cool. I got to go look at that trailer. I like ants. I like Simant. That game was Sim- awesome. Simant is a good game. Yeah. All right, we're going to go. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, until then, go check out our archives and leave us some comments and friend us and follow Fantastic Forum. We're out. It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.